0: Hey there, and welcome to Journey Drinkers Podcast. My name is Masik Togrik and thank you for tuning in. Journey Drinkers is a place for like-minded whiskey drinkers to come together and share our passion for the spirit and to develop whiskey stewardship. We will sample our way through the best and worst of whiskeys through blind taste testing to see if we have what it takes to maintain an objective reality based on what's in our glasses. Join me on my journey to find the best pours, stories, and friendships that whiskey can make. This is Journey Drinkers. Hey there, Journey Drinkers. It's your boy Mossack reporting in from the igloo. I got a very special guest with us, the owner and proprietor of Whiskey Bear, and has done some amazing things with our local whiskey community here. Daniel, thank you for coming in, brother.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here, man.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. As some of the the listeners may know, uh, you hosted the Big Blind Bourbon Taste Off in 2019. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah about about 4 months before the uh, the world fell apart oh my
0: god it was really right then What yeah. a, it was a really hazy nasty night a lot of people couldn't Goodness. make it because of the weather it was, and
1: it was sleeting snowing and raining all at the same time <laughs> so yeah. welcome to Kentucky
0: baby <laughs> that's
1: exactly right we're going to give it to you all in 24 <laughs> that's, hours that's right that's yeah. right
0: it's pretty wicked so i, I of course, we've hung hung out a few times. Of mm-hmm. course, we know each other from 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 whiskey and and being local to Lexington. But how, how did this whole thing come together for you? How did you bring all this together?
1: The the bourbon taste off. Yeah, man, uh, I got to say that was a collaborative idea between uh, us and the folks who created and, and the owners of Kentucky for Kentucky. So Such the, rad people, awesome people, yeah. and so. We were kind of trying to, to think of some really interesting and unique programming that would bring people out to the, the food hall that we were all a part of, but also not just be cheeky, cheesy, the same kind of stuff that everybody's always done. And, uh, and we felt like we had a unique opportunity because of this large space to have something larger format. And uh, and, and they have a lot of marketing you know, background and, and prowess. And uh, so that combined with kind of our love uh, and, and and passion for whiskey and spirits and tasting uh, seemed like we could create something really fun there. And, and so the the concept was never to be to figure out what the best tasting bourbon is. There's, sure. there's sure. spirits competitions all over the world. We had no desire to be anything like that. We were like, what if we were to just try to isolate some of the people with the best palates and really make it fun and interesting and, and also try to, uh, and obviously there are professional tasters. And, and so there are people that do this for a living and how do you do this in a way that, that is going to make it as level of a playing ground as possible. Sure. And, and so, um, I enlisted some, some good friends, uh, Tim Nittle from uh, distilled living, uh, also worked with me pretty closely on, on helping to kind of develop a, tasting mat and profile that we would walk through people through for the tasting process. That was a little bit, um, what's the right word? J- just non-traditional. I it guess. was
0: so intuitive. So the way that you guys thank had you. I'm, it. I'm,
1: I'm really grateful. Well, the setup, uh, I can't claim that at all. That was all my wife. So, so she with, it has a design background. And so Flo, uh, designed the tasting mat for us and in, in a way that, that made it feel very intuitive to walk through. Uh, but it was, it was just a ton of fun really. And, and, um, kind of bummed that we haven't done another one since uh, i mean covid happened and mm-hmm. and then i and feel like we've moves. all been in a fog and then we had to move uh relocate whiskey bear to mm-hmm. a new part of town uh and then we expanded and added uh addy's pizza which uh, is freaking beautiful by the way your, your space, space so
0: really is amazing thank you it's... and addy's pizza solid your your brunch option's amazing Thank you, thank you. I we're, mean, I, I, you don't get a bad meal going in there.
1: Wow, we very much appreciate. It. We're actually getting ready to uh, do a, a a big menu overhaul uh, with uh, a new kitchen manager and chef that we brought in, who just has some really great ideas. And we're actually going to be doing away with brunch altogether, and and really provide adding a much more robust lunch program. With we're going to have some really cool sandwiches with house made. Bread and all kinds of stuff as well, so I'm well, super, it, I'm super here excited. Heck yeah, man! Anything you I'm, put on I'm, in I'm that gonna need some taste stop. testers.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how how Buffalo Trace get involved?
1: So that was uh, knowing that we were gonna want to get a sponsorship or, or, or really get some whiskey uh, brands involved. Um, we we were still very much bootstrapping at that point uh, with with the barn being new and young. And we didn't have a ton of money to throw into it. But we wanted to, to also give it a, a bit of weight within the industry. And so um, we've had a really strong relationship with Buffalo Trace. From the time we launched, they have some great products. They also just have a really great uh, outreach and marketing department. And And so we had been able to develop some close relationships with them pri- prior to uh, that idea coming about. And uh, so so we reached out to a couple different people. And had a few uh, small distilleries that were were interested, but Buffalo Trace said, "Hey, we'd really love to partner up with you guys on this, and we can kind of you know promote it through our channels as well." And it was just a win win. So, wow. um, so they they uh, brought some of their experience and and their marketing team, and and were willing to uh, to kind of jump in bed with us on that. So it was yeah, they a ton really of fun. showed out. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: everybody did. Uh, was a big fan of Kentucky for Kentucky, and they got me hook a sinker. Oh man, on, on the marketing sure. <laughs> and their t-shirts and the quality. I'm still wearing T-shirts from from back then. No doubt. Know?
1: I actually was on their website today because <laughs> we were just visiting some friends uh, out west, and we we uh, when we visit friends, we always try to send them a little care package. Thank you, you know, for yeah. letting us stay at their house. And we're like, what can we send? You know, that's Kentucky. You know, interesting Kentucky stuff. And I was
0: like, oh, we got to go to of Kentucky course, for Kentucky. The so they we got mall. so
1: many cool stickers and shirts yeah. and all kinds the of fun socks. Stuff. Yeah, you know. Killer socks
0: they're, for sure. Their whole, yeah. Uh, dress socks, I've exclusively worn Kentucky for Kentucky socks.
1: I, I've worn all mine out. I need to get some <laughs> new ones. I, I, I realized there was more holes than sock at one point, so I had, <laughs> I had to, <laughs> to retire those.
0: Well, that's awesome, man. So the the the, the mat, let's talk a little bit about Flo. She's mm-hmm. an amazing person. So mm-hmm. she's got the the, the design background. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she just put that together. She just slapped it together. Uh,
1: I, or was that I, I wish I could say that? just slapped it together, but but it was. Uh, she just has such a gift for information design. That's actually one of her okay. degrees is is information design. Wow. And, and so uh, I've learned a lot of really cool design terms that make me sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but but like kerning, I can look at something now and be like, man, Flo, they really jacked up the kerning on this. Ooh. And she, she just rolls her eyes at me because she's like, <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. But uh, but no, it, it is. It's really fascinating to learn how much design and function work together and and she always says design follows function and so you have to you have to identify the function first and so as we were trying to create the the function and how people were going to work through the tasting we really had to to figure out that before she could design the the tasting map because it really had to work with what we wanted the flow of the experience to be. And so um, I, I really do hope that that uh, we can do a second iteration of that at some point and, and kind of build on it because it was just such a fun time. And, and also bourbon, as uh, as you well know, you know it, it is something, and, and really all spirits, but they're meant to be shared and they're meant to be enjoyed together and it's about community. And so creating an experience where we can connect with other people with the same interests or similar interests and just geek out and have fun uh, is is always a recipe for success. I think.
0: Without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt. And the way that Flo had everything set up on the uh, on the compendium of mm-hmm. sorts um, was was so easy. She basically had the the nosing and the palate the same the mm-hmm. same like check mo- mm-hmm. check boxes. Yeah. Um, there there's a, there's a place for a proof range, age range, uh, certain, you know, level of viscosity. And then there's like a, a, a guess on the bottom. Yes. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so who was, who was actually, um, who was actually grading those? So we, cause wanted, that had to have been a process. So,
1: it, well, that was, it was gonna, that was probably the biggest challenge that we came across was how can we. Make this as fair as possible for yeah. everybody, and not allow any of our own biases to come in. And so, we uh, we identified the spirits that we wanted to use, and and then we worked with some some close trusted friends who have very good palates as well, and asked them to kind of rate these. And and because tasting is so subjective, mm-hmm. and it's so much about you know, what did you have for lunch today? What did you have for breakfast? Did you have some coffee this afternoon? Well, I drink coffee almost all day long. So that's gonna be something that's definitely gonna influence my palate. And and so uh, it wasn't about being right or wrong. It was about let's let's see if we can have people pick the if I remember correctly, and it's been a while since I've looked at it. I think you had to pick the top three or the top five there were profiles. Top five. On the nose and the palate. On the yeah. nose and the palate. And and there were something like twenty different options mm-hmm. listed. Um, and so we you know, if you look at some of these flavor wheels out there and there's hundreds of options <laughs> yeah. and, and it's brilliant to have that because you can't think of all those things in your head at the same time. Right. And so it, it, that identification of being like, Oh, I, Oh, leather. I hadn't thought about leather. That's something that I'm tasting here. You know, having a visual representation of the flavors that we that, that we kind of have cataloged in our brain, I think is really important. So flavor wheels or, or a flavor chart are, are great tools to use when we're tasting. Uh, but, but we also wanted to kind of eliminate some of that paralysis by analysis and, mm-hmm. and kind of corral everybody into, okay, yes, you might taste 50 different things in here, but let's let's have everybody, let's narrow it down to some that are given. Uh, I think uh, we also like vanilla and caramel maybe, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, were two that were already checked off. So yeah. it was like, hey, we're, yeah, g- yeah, we're yeah, giving yeah, yeah. everybody vanilla and caramel because you're gonna get some of those notes in just about every bourbon. And so, and then, so what are the next five that you, that you taste here? And so we took our average of, I I think, I don't remember exactly. I want to say it was like either eight or 10 other kind of bourbon people that we knew weren't going to be competing that we had go through the tasting blind. They didn't know what it was, what, and, and kind of fill it out to see what they tasted. And so we averaged out what were the highest scores for each, each particular bourbon. And that was what we used as our answer key. That's right. It was really, you know, it was, it's imperfect for sure. I definitely uh, am not a researcher, and, and we just want to do the best we could to, to make it as fair as possible and, yeah. and give everybody as level of a, a playing ground as
0: possible. And that was that question was coming up during the tastings. like, what are they basing it off mm-hmm, of? Mm-hmm. And, and the the thing that I've told everybody is obviously incorrect because we're talking about it now, but I was like, <laughs> oh, it's based on the Master Distillers or Master <laughs> Blenders tasting mm-hmm, notes mm-hmm, and profile, mm-hmm. right?
1: We did. Uh as one of the experts that that were part of that panel, look at the master tasters' uh, tasting notes. Yeah. Um, so on on their whether it was their website or the bottle, yeah. but but we found that those were. Some of them were kind of ethereal, depending on you mm. know, who, what brand it was. Yeah. Some, some will will be super vanilla with what they're suggesting, oh. and then you get some people like I, I love Jay Erisman from uh, New Riff, and he'll come out with flavor profiles that are like completely off the wall, and you're like, I, I mean, yeah, it's it, well, you're probably the only other person that I know that comes out with some absolutely bananas <laughs> descriptions of flavor profiles. And I'm always like, God, dude, I would have never thought of that. But that's that's perfect.
0: Well, you know, you say elephant enough. Don't think of an elephant. <laughs> you know, what's the first thing you're going think of? <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. But New Riff, yeah, they've always had some really wild descriptors. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool to see that they're encouraging that yeah. in, in in the single barrel program. Mm-hmm. And, and it's translating into their single barrel, right. like, Selections as well, and I completely agree. And I think
1: there's something to be said for uh, encouraging people to continue to grow their vocabulary and continue to grow their 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 kind of their comfort level and their baseline with things. Right. Because if if we only have ten words to choose from, we're always going to choose our top three or five favorite. But if we continue to to grow and explore, and, and this is why I'm really one of the reasons I'm really excited to be here and to do blind is. I don't do as much blind as I used to, and it, it, part of it is I just don't have as much time um, to to just play right now yeah, at, yeah. at this stage. But I, it's one of my favorite things because it's not about being right or wrong. If if, if I thought I was coming here to compete against you, I would have very politely declined. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listen, you, you caught me at a great time because Kenny Mills is two and zero oh on on blinding wow. him. Uh, the very first episode on National Bourbon Day, he guessed uh, age, distillate range, and uh, or excuse me, age range, um, uh, proof range mm-hmm. on the money, uh, on, wow. on the first two whiskeys that I impressive. bought. That's mm-hmm. And he got distillate on both of them. Ooh. And he selected, I believe, one of the expressions. Yeah. Um, so That's impressive. I'm, listen, I'm no longer... I don't see myself <laughs> as as this <laughs> this master blind taster anymore, and I, I haven't even gotten one right. I mean, I've gotten a, I got last last taste last blind we did. I got age range and proof range. Mm-hmm. wow on the distillate. I don't even think I got the the mash bill correct either. <laughs> so I mean, it's hey, man. It's not like riding a bike. You have mm-hmm. to sharpen that sword every Absolutely. every yeah. week, every yeah. month. You, you got to stay at it. Or you'll lose it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's no there's no doubt about that.
1: And at the end of the day, unless you are somebody that it is your livelihood, mm-hmm. just have fun. Just you have know, fun. It's it's about having fun. If you yeah. take it, I, I've worked in a lot of fine dining establishments in my career, and and uh, and worked with a lot of really really talented people who cared a lot about the what they were doing, what they were serving. Whether they were a, a wine expert or a, a chef with incredible knowledge of, of all of these different foods and techniques or, you know, spirits and cocktail nerds who were just incredibly gifted and talented. But I saw so many people who just took themselves so seriously Mm. that they, they forgot how to have fun with it for one, or it, they just lost the fun of it. Mm. And, and at that point, What's what's it what's it worth to do it if it's not fun anymore and you're not having a good time? So right, right. thankfully, spirits also tend to lift our spirits <laughs> a lot of times. Uh, hopefully, yeah. so I uh, that that's that's something that's really important for us that we we work with our, yeah. our staff on a lot. Even like, hey, let's not take ourselves too seriously. Let let's care a lot about what we're doing and put a lot of passion and joy into it. But if it stops being fun, we need to reevaluate we're, how yeah, we're doing it. Take yeah. a
0: step back and and have a have a few pours and talk about it. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Life's yeah. too short, man. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, um, we do have a, a little protocol here. We're okay. going to get our palate warmed up a little bit. I think we should bit. do that, yeah. Uh, anything catching your eye on the,
1: on, on, on the wall here? On the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking at your beautiful eyes this whole time. Oh.
0: Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I know right. you're lying, Daniel. This light's bright and I'm squinting. <laughs> honestly kidding.
1: man uh gosh if you're if you're giving me choices i um i if, uh, if, if, we, if gonna we're gonna let if you choose here okay, we we'll just deal. do this uh, i love that i don't even know what that bottle is but little, it's beautiful
0: old Fitzgerald bottle and bond four fifths quart uh nice. 100 proof is bottle bottle, bottle. so it's uh it was distilled in 1955. Oh my and That's our that's our palate warm am, up. I love am, it. And bottled in
1: 1961. Amen, amen, brother.
0: So there we go. Beautiful, beautiful glass. Shout out to um, Travis Hammond from Smooth Ambler. Um, he, I think his pop, his dad acquired this, and. Uh, and somehow I finagled my way into into getting a little pour of it. So a wow, bottle of it.
1: that is a beautiful bottle. Gosh, man, back in the back in like the '50s, '60s, '70s, '80s, was it just that material costs were so low? They did some really cool decanter Gorgeous. bottles and stuff. And I mean, some of them were really gaudy too. But gosh, some of those were just
0: incredibly unique. well had it figured out. Whatever they were doing with this with this beautiful glassware, the green glass, mm-hmm. you got the 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 print's amazing. Even the sticker it, it yeah. just everything about this thing screams class. Yeah, I can And completely. then check
1: this out. You can flip her upside down. I I thought that was the case. Ooh, yeah. You can feel it that out. is awesome.
0: Ah, I won't mm. put that drain Mm-mm. back down. But uh yeah. The tax Such a cool the tack strip is immaculate when 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 I crack this. And uh it's a it's a really beautiful pour. I hope it aerated a little bit because it was a little a little hot, a little spicy uh, on fresh crack. It's not coming
1: across. The top of the, the the nose is super hot, at least to me.
0: So, you uh, you have the unique advantage of of having a little more availability than most uh, having an on premise site. Is there any any distilleries or or any brands that are coming out that are that are sticking out to you and I know when I come in, I haven't been coming in as, as, as often as I should. Uh, but when you do come in, you're always happy to share the stories and, and the, the new distilleries and the new products that are coming out. Is there anything that's catching your eye right now? You know, uh, I would
1: say there, there are a few that I've been really intrigued with uh, lately. Um, Monk's Road. Mm. Uh, I, I just got turned on to them a few weeks ago, and I, I have to be really honest. Our uh, our beverage director and who's also our general manager Abby Lemon, who is just an incredible She's human a wealth of knowledge. and and a wealth of knowledge, both in cocktail and in the spirits world, is uh, I I have handed off our our bar program to her, uh, and it's the first time in, in eight years of owning a restaurant or bar that i felt comfortable being able to really hand it off to somebody and know that it was going to be in great great hands and. Uh, so i'm I'm still very involved and we have conversations a lot, but but she is kind of the front line of defense now with with trying all the new things. and then uh, and when she's really excited, she'll bring something to me, which is fun because I tr- she knows what our concept is and what our what we're going for as far as uh, you know really wanting to be able to stand behind anything that that we're selling. and it's n- not every spirit's going to be for every person. Sure. but knowing that we have something for everybody right. is really important to us and and authenticity is also really important you know being able to just kind of sift through those that are just noise and to be fully honest and fair there are plenty of great bottles out there that are just marketing you know it's still yeah. good good whiskey in the bottle and you can't knock it but it, it's such a better story and people can resonate so differently with it when there's some authenticity to uh, their uh, story. Orphan
0: yeah. barrel, uh, uh. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've had a couple of really tasty orphan barrels. Right. No, I'm, yeah, not da- yeah.
0: I'm not down in the, mm-hmm. the, the juice, mm-hmm. but you know damn well that right. ain't no barrels going to get lost because they're paying taxes on right. every proof right. gallon of that bitch. <laughs> and it is not just going to get it's true. rolled out from and, somewhere. And
1: so I, I think we've, on the, on the industry side of it, I feel like we've seen a, a shift uh, in the last five or, or six years, where we're we're seeing people that are really kind of just owning up to
0: it, mm, trans- On, being, yeah, more transparent. being more
1: transparent yeah. from the get go, and and it's not everybody, and, and to each their own, Like you know what, not everybody, and
0: they're being praised for it too, they're, and they're being praised for it, and
1: and I think that's what we need is is to say let's let's shout out to those people who are doing it right, and who are who are or if they're if they're needing to not distill yet. Or maybe they don't even have a desire to still. They just want to blend barrels. If that's what you're into and you've got a great palette for it, God bless you, man. Come on, bring it on, you know, but own it. You know, right, don't don't right, make up right, a story right. about it being your great grandfather's lost. You know, under his attic, you know, <laughs> or, uh, you know, under his mattress in his attic or something like. If that's the case, cool. But there's not yeah. that. It doesn't happen that often. It can't.
0: No, it can't. And and not to dog orphan barrel at all as a, a as a product. I'm a big fan of the, a lot of their earlier expressions. Twenty year barter house is one of mm-hmm. my one of my oh, go yeah. tos. Mm-hmm. Single one dimensional, just a sweet bomb of flavor. And and it and it just had a really really well developed finish and complexity to it that was that was really really good. Then you got some oak bombs in there, mm-hmm. um, but like you said, I think I think us as whiskey consumers are rewarding transparency more uh, than than ever because it's a, a basically a requirement. You know, the TTB is is doing their thing, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. thank goodness they are because yes. you know we we no telling where we'd be.
1: Well, I mean. Mm-hmm. You got a tip of your hat to those uh, those early rectifiers for screwing it up so bad that, that <laughs> yeah. you know E H Taylor was like, we
0: need this bottled in bond act. Shout out to the grandpappies right. and Absolutely. great grandpappies out right. there that lost their eyesight and <laughs> <laughs> got rocked up for us to enjoy.
1: Oh man, some people died for us. That's right. That's right. Here's to them. Yeah. Here's, here's to those. Yes.
0: Cheers. So what do you Cheers, think of this friend. old uh, swill bottle?
1: Wow, this is really really unique.
0: Yeah, it's, it's got a lot going on. On the nose and the palate, I, I will say it has opened up quite a bit from fresh crack, and it's uh, it, it's not disappointing. Was it
1: super musty? No. Okay. It
0: was way louder on the nose, really? like mm-hmm. way more, not static, but it mm-hmm. was getting staticky. And what I mean by that is that the sweetness and the spice didn't have a chance to mellow out mm. and, and like kind of calm down. Mm-hmm. And with a little bit of oxidation, it's probably been... A week and a half okay. uh, open, and it's really, it's really blossomed into a, into a beautiful, beautiful weeder.
1: You know, that that brings up something I think I would love to to share with your listeners. Um, that that we talk a lot about with guests that that come into whiskey bear, or, or even with our staff, in that every single bottle is going to be a little bit different, and and when it comes off that still and it goes into the barrel and. Who knows how much airflow is has come in and out of that, out of that barrel based on mm-hmm. where it sat. And I mean, and it's literally, it can be right, such a different experience from oh. one barrel to the next one sitting next to because it.
0: Because the sister barrel may cut an hour and a half of light on the mm-hmm. bottom floor. Quarter to the right near, mm-hmm. on the west side, and then and then the other one caught a little up drive from the Rick House for three hours right. on Wednesday afternoon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you never it, But it but it makes a difference in that final product, and, and it could yeah.
1: just be the wood itself. You know, right, the, the, right, those right. staves were from whatever other 100%. kind of from a different you know place, and 100%. so I think one thing that we tell a lot of people, especially guests that are coming in from out of town, like, hey, what's some great bourbon that we can take back with us, and we'll give them a few suggestions. But but Hopefully I sell almost, them a couple of your picks. Uh, well we we try to do that as well. But but <laughs> I, I think the most common question that we get or that I've gotten over the years is hey, what's something great that I can also find at home? And mm-hmm. so that's a little bit harder because in Kentucky we've got tons of great options. But you look at a bourbon shelf and a liquor store in, in half these other states and, and now those their their selections are growing, which is beautiful. Yeah. But unless it's a, a total wine or some giant liquor store. Most places have 15, 20 different bottles. and It's and growing and it's beautiful,
0: common. but damn it, you're taking away from us and I'm not here for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Stop buying that stuff because as a whiskey bar, I can't get half of the things that I want that aren't even crazy expensive. I'm
0: not even but... going to hide my <laughs> greediness today, Daniel. I'm done. <laughs> Bring it back, baby.
1: <laughs> but but to, to your point about letting that Fitzgerald breathe, one thing that I tell almost everybody is if you're opening a new bottle and it seems super hot or super a lot of ethanol right out of the gate uh just leave the top off overnight mm-hmm. or, or maybe leave it for an hour or two but but revisit it so many times i mean it's not going to make a bad bourbon better and there, there's no trick to making a bad bourbon good unless you're mixing it but and even that doesn't always work i can Did think you, of a few I, examples I one, Dana. yeah
0: you can get drunker and it tastes better. That's one. That's one method. But, it goes against right. the journey drinker yeah. code, I would say. But I mean, it might that's... not taste better the next day. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but if you if you do let uh, let it breathe, just by leaving the top off overnight. Uh, and there's been a couple bottles I've had to do it for a couple days with before. But the massive difference on the on the nose and the palate just by letting just let Let that ethanol go, you know, kind of burn off for a day or two can make a huge difference to how you appreciate a particular bottle. And it might be one that you've had a dozen times before. And that one bottle, even if it's not a single barrel, it's just crazy. Like, it's like, whoa, I don't know why this is so hot and it could be your palate but most of the time i think it's just that particular sure. for some reason there, that there seems like there's more ethanol in that bottle
0: and it's a part of the tasting process for me when i'm trying to dissect whiskey and then you are kind of going nose blind a little you kind of get mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. nose fatigue yeah and, for sure and everything huh of trying to blend together a little bit you know and you're you know talking in cursive from um, i've talked about it a little bit before in the past but by covering the rim of your glass with the palm of your hand and popping it and that will coat the inside of the glass what well, that also releases a lot of that ethanol in there. So Mm -hmm. you're going to get a lot hotter nose. But if you were to blow into it with one of your open nostrils, Mm -hmm. like a little, like a little, like that, into the glass. Okay. So you're, it'll pop that ethanol out, but you'll still get a lot of that flavor that's coated inside the glass.
1: You just taught me something. I'm going to, I'm going to borrow that. I might even use that. So if you got a
0: little, a little heater Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. you, it's like a little hot
1: what's your tag if I've got to, you know, give a shout out? Is it, is it, is it? The, hashtag the, journey drinkers, baby. But hashtag journey drinkers. Okay. All right. Masik, we got it, but you got to have a name for that. Pop, move. Pop the the mosic the, the pop, the you ma- know? <laughs> <laughs> pop, pop. Give it the old mask pop, and then, and then it just opens right up for you.
0: Well, I mean, if I were to if I were to like put some, a name to it, it'd probably be pop pop that pop, pop the gla- pop in the glass,
1: right. pop the glass. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I will make sure to give and... you the the creds anytime we run. teach that. But right it, just on. like uh, we, one thing that we uh, include in our tastings that we'll do for private groups, and a lot of times, actually, every time we do a tasting, we'll incorporate kind of teaching people how we train people to taste it's not that it's the right or wrong there's a gazillion ways everybody has their method but this is just you know uh distilled down from information that we've gathered from wine tastings and scotch tastings and bourbon tastings uh over all the years and you know different different places and you know just kind of picking our favorite little things of, of, you know, little tricks and tips on how to do this. And one that we, uh, that we often use and we give, give Freddie the credit for is acclimating your palate, you know, with a mm. little bit of water first. Yep. And, mm. and, uh, and so, um, now, now we'll, uh, pop it a little bit. What a wealth of knowledge Freddie is. God, I love right? that man. I mean, love it doesn't
0: get more hospitable anywhere. I challenge you to find a motherfucker I that's agree. more hospitable.
1: And completely genuine. A hundred percent. There's Just no fake in nope, that man. Nope. There hasn't been. Absolutely Yeah. I'd man. adopt him as a brother or a cousin or an uncle. And a I want
0: him man. to adopt me, Freddie. If you're listening, <laughs> absolutely make it two, please. Mossick Johnson. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
1: you could like do a hyphenated. Talk <laughs> John- Johnson. Talk Johnson.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, Pop? How you doing? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. He might. He
1: might pop you for calling him
0: Pop. He'd be like, "Hey, I'm not that old, man." <laughs> Oh goodness, <laughs> love that! So name. I could man, I couldn't even give you descriptors on this, and I was enjoying it so much. Um, I've I've kind of reached back for this bottle a couple times and, and since it's been open, but um, yeah, what a, what a treat! What a treat to have this! Thank you so much thing. for sharing. That is
1: absolutely beautiful. I uh, I haven't had nearly as many or experiences with with a lot of the uh, super dusties. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit of a novice in that range
0: or that, mm-hmm. that realm. but Dusty's I, being anything older than, what, 20 years is what we we're I, considering it? You considering know or what? We... I don't
1: even know. I I guess I can tell you that I've tried one from the, the early 70s, one from the uh, early to mid-60s, and one from, I want to say it was 56 prior to this. Uh, and so... Um, that that's that's all I've ever tried, as far as anything older than probably before mid eighties. So, uh, Hold on. I've, I've definitely had a few of the like you know mid to late eighties and early nineties. But yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that doesn't seem like really old to me. And then I'm reminded that right, that's like right, right, forty years. Right.
0: ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to age myself at all. Though <clears throat> in my day, a dime bag used to cost a dime.
1: Hey, Amen. I'm I'm going to completely own that. I'm now transitioning into the old guard and i don't know what these kids are talking about half the time i don't understand their <laughs> lingo and i have to rely on our young
0: yeah. bar
1: staff to be like hey please tell me what this yeah. word means i don't know what they just said
0: <laughs> no cap what you don't have a cap for your drink <laughs> you need a cap for your drink what are we doing here <laughs>
1: i remember somebody said somebody uh, when we had our first business uh, as owners one of our kitchen employees was like daniel that is on fleek <laughs> and I think I thought he sneezed or something. I just looked at him and I was like, oh, I'm so, I, I, I don't I don't have a clue what that means, man. Are you okay? Yeah, he are was he, the nicest young out? man and he was very <laughs> kind to to walk me through what that meant because I didn't know if it was good or bad. You know, yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah, he seemed yeah, excited yeah. when he said it. So it sounded yeah, like it was something yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I think that's
0: yeah. how we're just going to have to, because my son's eight and he's mm-hmm. coming up with some wild stuff too, <laughs> I, mean, I ain't even going to try to keep up, Bubba. I'm, right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same in the same category there. But uh, I think, yeah, we are just gonna have to work on body language and yeah, uh, vocal tonality. And you know, it's like being in a foreign place. You, you don't know if they're cussing you out or right. doing you a solid. Right. If you do it but, with a smile, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've always said you could call me any name you want, including curse words. But if you're smiling, I'll probably respond. You know. <laughs> so, so. So my my grandfather, my my dad used to always say. My granddad said, if if you're ever speaking with somebody who doesn't speak your language, or they're speaking to you and you don't speak the language, just smile and nod. Not smile too many bad things it. can happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I've I've stuck by that a few times. I don't when know, I man. It. That
0: sounds a lot like you're gonna get your organ stole. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I think I've just been fortunate so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like here's a cocktail. Wake up we with one kidney. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is oh, this is beautiful though thank you for sharing yes, the that is absolutely delightful and yeah. uh, what o-f- a treat thank you
0: oh is is a solid pour
1: i've really enjoyed some of their decanter releases i, I haven't tried all of them by any means but i've uh I, I ironically the nine year and the 11 year i think i liked both of those better than any of the older uh releases that they did sure uh I did enjoy the 16 year quite a bit. Uh, I don't think I tasted the 15 year. I think I tried the 14 year and I liked it a lot too. But I felt like that the eight and nine, for some reason, just like
0: this rings really, really, well. uh, yeah.
1: especially the nine. That nine year old fits. If anybody listening has a bottle that they are interested in parting with, I I, uh, I know a person with a whiskey bar that might like to Hey-o. talk to you. Yeah, if it's a fair price.
0: Well, so now now you've tried a six year. Yes. It's Weller. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little of that greenness into <clears> it. I mean, if we're talking green and it being old, I mean, it's a 61 six-year bonded whiskey, which is which is kind of in its own category a lot mm-hmm. of, in a lot of ways because a lot of whiskey back then
1: it was only 80 proof, right? 86, yeah. 86,
0: or <laughs> or you know, in that range, it didn't really get out um, much in the in the bonded factor. I mean, there were there's a lot of old crows. Uh, that are hunter proof. There's a lot of products out there that were hunter proof, but for having a Stitzel Weller uh, bonded is is pretty unique um, in 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 this expression, especially it, it only being six years old.
1: That's uh, delicious. So yeah. was Stitzel Weller at that point? Uh, do you know which products they were using the Solera, the Solera method
0: with? I do not.
1: I'd really, be really intriguing to to. Uh, to look into, and I, I I don't either. I'm I'm just I think you're quite um, a, a history buff when it comes to whiskey. And there's so a whiskey I've nerd right that. now
0: screaming into their windshield. Right. <laughs> it's this. It's, it's stupid we hey, don't... It's... <laughs> How come they get to be on
1: a podcast? and Not me. I know they well, answer. Hey, put it in the comments. Right, right, we'll that's We'll see right. if we can get you
0: get you into Lexi and come we, by. We have lots week. of questions for you, so
1: hopefully Masak will invite me back.
0: Yeah, yeah man. So uh, well, uh, so yeah, we're. Right about blinding time. Okay, so okay. I've got a couple options for you. Okay. I do have blindfolds if you're if you're sure. into that. Sure, uh, I'm down. All right, so,
1: if I speak into the wrong mic, just let me know. <laughs> no, 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 you're
0: good. So fresh, fresh blindfold from Amazon. I don't know what their intended purposes were, but uh, but we're we're doing did, some. Blind. Did you make sure to get, get the N95? Them. <laughs> <laughs> they make n95 eyeball blind that would be so cool <laughs> like two buzz like <laughs> i'm a bee. <big. laughs>
1: i gotta take my headset off to put this on so hang on yeah, a
0: second you're good brother so um so yeah i, I can't see anything all right good, yeah, 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 they they oh, good. yeah they do work they do work pretty good so um so tell us what you got coming in coming in the future while i while i pour you this blind in, yeah, take um, over for a minute
1: sure so um I think one of the one of the things I'm the most excited about is uh, after about a year in our new location, uh, and and we added the Addie's pizza concept to Whiskey Bear, which was a, a totally new thing, and 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 then moving Whiskey Bear at the same time, it it certainly presented a really unique challenge. And It wasn't I, I I somewhat errantly thought that relocating it was going to be oh we're we're just moving whiskey bear but when you go to a new neighborhood and you're in a new community and you have a new space and especially with adding the pizza concept kind of as a sister concept adjoining to it it was really like opening two new businesses altogether. and uh, and yes we had you know a, a great wealth of experience with the cocktail program and the whiskey program from whiskey bear that we could build on but but overall the day-to-day experience and the guest experience is just totally different so this last year has been a lot of trying different things on, seeing what fits, seeing what doesn't, seeing what really makes sense for us, and really kind of settling into our identity as as uh, a, a concept in a new location. And I think anybody who has uh, had businesses, especially public-facing uh, establishments where people come to gather, would would agree that, that every location is going to be really different based on the community that you're in. Right. And so having had almost a year now to really settle in and figure out who we are in this location and who we are within that community and to get to know the community. Um, I'm, I'm really, really excited uh, about the direction that we're headed. We've got an incredible team of people who who care deeply about our guests and and about the community, and uh, and that is not something I take lightly. Having been in the business for over 25 years now, uh, there's a lot of people who are in it for, for different reasons, and maybe they just need to pay through co- pay their way through college or wh- whatever it is, and there's no wrong reason. But to have a, a group of people where pretty much everybody on our staff genuinely cares, and uh, not only about what they do, but about the guest and about each other, um, I'm just over the moon excited about our people. And, and what that does for our guests as well and making people feel welcome because at the end of the day <clears throat> we want to be a place where where people gather and yeah. and if you ever walk into our space you walk in and you see this giant pizza oven that's in the middle of both spaces <laughs> and it does and, kind of and, and and it was really intentional and, and I, I got to give the credit to Flo on that uh, because she one of the things we always say is you know I Every single party, if you're at somebody's house for a dinner party or whatever, they could have the most beautiful Mm -hmm. home with the most beautiful dining room and the most incredibly comfortable plush chairs and couches and everything else. And inevitably, that party, the people are going to end up standing in the kitchen. Standing around the kitchen. Standing around the kitchen and Mm -hmm. talking. And so we gather around the kitchen. And I think it's just part of the human experience that, uh, that that, that we're just wired for is to gather around the fire, gather around the food. And so... Um, we wanted to be a place that people gather and, and a big part of that is how do we make people feel like they're part of the family or they're welcome in our home when they come in and, and, and we have a, a group of people that are, have really bought in fully to that concept. And so I just feel incredibly grateful that we have, that we have them and that we have that culture because you can't force that culture. You can, you can teach it and you can tell people why it matters, but they have to buy into it and lean in, and uh, and and we have that. So that makes me feel like maybe one of the luckiest business owners in the world.
0: Well, Daniel, I'll sure oh. tell you. Every time I've and you're good by the way, you okay. can pull the bar right. off. I, every time I've I've experienced a uh, uh, meal or or pours <clears throat> at at Whiskey Bear, in the old space, and the new, it's always been it's always been very welcoming. It's always been. Uh, um, a, a new taste, a new approach to, to to cocktails. Your your menu's fantastic. The CBD bear is mm. amazing, mm. and I feel it later. You know, I'm less less inflamed today. Man. What was that? Oh yeah, <laughs> and the CBD. and you catching the good buzz, right? man. And that just speaks to to the to the the, the beautiful vision that you have for this, <clears throat> and all your all your. All your bartenders, your employees, everybody always makes it a really great experience. Thank you, man.
1: Thank you. I I, I feel very fortunate and very blessed. And and uh, the only thing I think I would add to that is that I'm 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 excited that we are also having kind of found our stride and found our footing, about to be able to really lean into who who we are in this location yeah. and who we are in this community. Sure. With with what we're offering, both food wise and the cocktail program and the beverage program, um, man, we're like the we're we're doing a, a big menu overhaul that that is actually launching uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Although this probably won't be uh, released for a little bit, but but uh, when when it does launch, um, it's it, we're we're adding a whole bunch of kind of Italian, really kind of leaning into being not just a pizza restaurant, but and kind a of pizza in Italian, uh, and we're not trying to be super fancy. We're just going to do good food and do a great job of it. And and that's kind of always been our goal with, with cocktails is let's do, let's not be pretentious. Let's just, I mean, God bless all those people who make those, those, you know, cocktails that have like an entire scene built around them, not just a garnish, but you know, it's built in a forest. And, and, and I mean, some of that stuff is so freaking cool, man. Like no, no doubt. But if it takes you 35 minutes to put my cocktail together because you had to build a forest around it, you know, I'd probably just be okay with no garnish. Uh, So, so uh, let's, let's do simple. Let's use great ingredients and, and, and deliver something that tastes great to people. And, 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 Enjoy a conversation much more than the the pomp and circumstance around yeah. it. Let, let's well, the see passion surely
0: shines, well, and and, and the environment's completely changed too. The 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 switch from 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 whiskey bear of old to new, and you touched on a little bit with the with the neighbors. Right, the people around you—you're mm-hmm. uh, in a great spot now. I mean, the the people around you have to be real supportive. I mean.
1: they, they've been excited. That patio, man. I mean, it's full shade, I mean, like from four o'clock on in the day, and it's, it's so nice on the, even on the patio. super hot summer days, it's just it feels so good out there. Yeah. So that that's really exciting to have that.
0: Yeah, it's a great spot. So you're, right, you're Am, going I, am I supposed to, right? to start in the middle? Yeah, man, okay. absolutely. Well, I just, I just poured you two there. We're okay, just yes. Going left, mm-hmm. left, and right. Okay. Um, of course, you're no you're no stranger to the blind game, but you can you can just give me your preferences, either left or right, as far as a blind, right? Like a pick style blinding, or okay. you can go for proof age range and around about this okay. You don't really have to nail that one, or if you want to get get really in there mm-hmm. you can go proof. Proof points, plus or minus five, proof points. Age range, plus or minus three <clears throat> years. Okay. And then you can go for dissolute and then expression. Ooh-hoo.
1: Expression is one area that I don't trust that I'll do very well. But I <laughs> but I, I like all the other ones as I feel like I might be at least somewhat close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. not making any promises.
0: Well, I'm not putting any pressure on you either. You can just tell me whether you like the left one better or the right one better. Or... Do you have a
1: little straw by chance?
0: I do okay. not. not on, okay, no, you're okay. You're him. okay. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make two.
1: Don't be mad that I'm putting a couple oh, drops of this in the palm of my right. hand.
0: So Daniel's pouring a little bit of the left one into his, in the palm of his hands. He's getting the. Looks like he's doing the old Freddie Johnson trick of, of trying to guess the uh, the mash bill based mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm based on drying it out on the palm of his hands and as it's drying out you can get a lot more of the grain notes and the the profile of the of the of the distillate. it works really well with new make. Yeah, um, super well with new make. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and, and as as the older they are I feel like the less you're able to really tell apart, but I do think for a high rye, low rye or weeded. 100%. it really or even a super high corn I feel like mm-hmm. you can really dial those in a lot of times by just kind of being able to smell the vapors on on your
0: hands. Absolutely. And uh, the 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 type of people that you brought in with the uh, with with the uh, the Big Blind Bourbon Taste Off in 2019 was remarkable. Um, <clears throat> Freddie Freddie Johnson was there to present the awards. There was a there was a Wheatley there present doing doing the blinding. Chad and Sarah from It's Bourbon Night uh, was there. Barry Brenniger from RD One joined us. Um, the beverage director from OBC shout out Iverson Griffin the he's he's probably going to be on the podcast here here pretty shortly no he was
1: um, the uh, the the tie tied with you
0: that that's for right the winner that's uh, right
1: and, and you won because you uh, nailed the uh, the expression and the release <laughs> and uh, and he missed that part but but yeah oh, so man. you guys were neck and neck man that's I love wild. Iverson and what actually a, what a great guy as a shout out to him. <laughs> I have not talked to him since, but, uh, or or since this happened, but, um, uh, we have Abby Lemon, our, our bar manager and, and, uh, beverage director, sorry, not bar manager, our general manager and beverage director because of Iverson. I received from him the single greatest recommendation. Uh, I I would say it was a, it was a text, but it was a letter in a text <laughs> that was uh, hands down the best recommendation I've ever had for any employee ever. And he was spot on and, and, and just reading that text out loud to my wife, Flo, she, she said, so we're hiring her, right? I said, well, I'd like to meet her first, <laughs> <laughs> but probably. And uh, essentially he said, if you don't hire this woman, it'll be the biggest mistake you've ever made. And, and he wow. was absolutely right. She's wow. absolutely incredible. And, she's a and force. Is, uh, and is um, a, a massive uh, key to any success that we achieve in the future um, is, is in large part because of what she's brought to the table.
0: That's really rad. She's got a lot of talent. Um, she's made some cocktails for me that's been like, <clears throat> wow, how did you put this together? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know Iverson and her can go back and forth on on the intricacies of that. Oh, yeah. I'm not really a, a mixologist of, of of any kind. I can tell you whether it tastes good or not, but that's about the extent of uh, my skill there. Um, but everything that I've had from her has been been really fantastic.
1: Man, this first taste All I gotta right, say your... is, is stumping me. I, I think I've got a, a a decent idea on the proof range. I'm gonna taste it before I guess. I'm, I've only been going off of nose so far.
0: So we're gonna be taking notes through the whole process here.
1: Is this one of those podcasts where we're not allowed to have dead
0: air? I don't know, oh, man. Okay. We're just gonna okay. we're gonna put it out there regardless.
1: And this first one's stumping me, man. I'm gonna um, I, I tell you what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a sip of water. Okay. I'm going to visit number two and come back to number one. And it's not stumping me in the sense that I I I can't place certain profiles, but there are some aspects of it that are really foreign to me, and I'm trying to figure out. Sure why i'm getting a few of those notes so i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, visit number two and then and then check out number one as well
0: perfect perfect these are the best blinds when it stumps you daniel I mean, oh absolutely you've uh you stumped me quite a bit um at the uh <clears throat> at the event and and at the and at the bar too hopefully i might stump you tonight don't hey to i'm looking forward to being wrong man it's uh it's it, it, be real humbling being the winner of the big wine bourbon taste off and then get all three samples wrong, which I'm projecting uh, <laughs> will happen. <laughs> There's a lot of great whiskeys out there. There's a lot of a yes, lot of great are. pours to be shared. There's a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of a lot of great products now more than ever. Um, everybody talks to talks about the the slum and 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 availability, um, but not a lot of people talk about what's coming. Right, mm. I mean, with the ramped production of just Buffalo Trace alone and their expansion what was it like some odd million uh, million dollars expansion. They put in a new column, one point two this, billion, if I'm 1. not mistaken. Yeah, with the B <laughs> Oh man, that's wild. So I mean, there's there's got to be a payoff. Agree. Moving forward, right? There's got to be. Uh, uh light at the end of the tunnel, and I refuse to be the one that looks back and and says I didn't see this coming. You know, having B on the shelf Gosh, again, man. like
1: I hope I, I I'm I. That was actually a question I was going to ask you. Your opinion on is is do you think everybody wants to sell more? I mean, there's no business owner mm-hmm. that I know of that wouldn't like to to increase their sales, right? So we'll give them all that. Uh, however, uh, controlling this—if su- there is high demand, controlling the supply can only deepen people's desire for mm-hmm. for it more. And so, I'm really curious to see how all of these different brands, because they're all doing expansions. I mean, Buffalo Trace is the most—you know—has gotten a ton of of uh, press about their expansion, and Sazerac putting all that money into expanding their bourbon program, but. I mean, you just drive down the the um, the Bluegrass Parkway through Bardstown, and it's just like you know, you got that Stoli, uh when they purchased Kentucky Ale, you know, mm. putting in that uh, bourbon theme park, and I you mean. see every time I drive by the the. Um, uh, bardstown distillers I, I feel like there's like two new rick houses every time i drive <laughs> down there i'm like dang man you guys what are a getting really it.
0: impressive place i agree as yeah well. yeah
1: I, I actually have not done the tour there yet i really? they've i, I know uh, a few people who are using some of their products um you know as as their uh base spirit sure i uh i've been really impressed with some of the different collabs that they've done and uh and i i've i've honestly not even met anybody from that yet frankly between covid and everything else it's just it's been head down for for the last couple years for us of just trying to make sure we can we can weather the storm
0: i was lucky enough to get on a pick with some guys in uh in in detroit michigan shout out uh shout out to 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 my boy yvonne up there with a and b liquors nice and uh, a beautiful beautiful uh Godfather's Bistro up there as well. So they, they have a, c- a cigar lounge and okay. bistro. So, mm-hmm. so you can have a meal and, and smoke your cigar. And what a, what a great group of guys. <clears throat> but the facility is amazing. Uh, the the bar and tasting room where you do the single bar selections are really, really gorgeous and, and well thought out. Um, and it's one of the only places where you have actual aging whiskey above you in the rickhouse. So, not only do oh, they, that's cool. they have a wall, mm-hmm. you know, like Lux Row. That's mm-hmm. beautiful and impressive in its own right. Uh, but they have steel trusses and beams that run across and support I aging that. whiskey. I dig above that a lot. You. Yeah. So have,
1: you, I, have you done a, an old Forester pick yet? I
0: have not, no. So, they're. they're not at they're, old Forester. So,
1: they're, yeah. So, at old Forester, um, and their gentleman, forgive me, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I've got him in my phone. But, uh, wonderful wonderful uh experience there and they walk you through they have a, a a small like cooperage set up at their tasting room uh right there in downtown Louisville so you can walk through and see them charring barrels and and all this and it's it's more for show they use them but it's it's not like they're they're at scale, but yeah. but they're there to show people the whole experience of kind of how we make barrels and why we char them and what the different char levels look really like rad. in the barrel. And you, somebody gets to press the button to watch the flames <laughs> shoot up. It's it's really cool. And then you kind of walk through and zigzag. It's almost like an IKEA experience, you know, where you, you know you you're you're guided through this direction <laughs> yeah. and zigzag, and then you come into this room and they show you the first barrel that was dist- that was uh, barreled at that uh, that was distilled at that location. And, uh, and, and then it was signed by the employees and all this. So it's this it's just kind of, um, almost feels like a missile silo of a room, you know, that, that it's, it's square, but, and there's walls are all lined with bourbon, you know, another 30 to 50 feet above your head. Um, and, and then you sit down on this metal platform, like, like a, like, like a rocket platform, right? So like, you know, so they got a table set up. And that's where you do your tasting. So you're, you're surrounded by whiskey all around yeah. you that's all aging and, and up I mean, above you. It, it's really cool. I've done cool. the tour, but mm-hmm. I've not
0: done the single barrel selection there. That, <clears> that's cool. that seems really, really, really neat. A uh, beautiful, beautiful facility there, and shout out to Melissa Riff. She was formerly at uh, at Bullet doing their single barrel program. Quick, Melissa's cool. Quick she's shout really out nice. to her. Yeah. Uh, she went and and did a lot of work with Knob Creek and their single barrel program. Now she's a master okay. taster there I did at not Old know Forester. That. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. So I, she's since moved. That's great. From from those two really really big names in whiskey to the master taster at Old Forester. Kudos. So she's a she's a force as well.
1: That's awesome, man. I mean, think goodness we're getting more women in the space and and, and and they're not being and i think there have always been women around it but but they're being heralded for what they're bringing to the table <clears> and <throat> I, I think uh we've needed that for so long
0: there are only two women in the in the in the bourbon hall of fame
1: yeah that, i didn't even know that that's i i mean i'm glad there's two honestly like yeah. I, I i didn't realize there were any so to to see that is great and hopefully there'll be a lot more joining them in the in the yeah. decades to come Alright, so I have not been taking notes because I just it's am, all right. am, no, I'm, I, not. I'm always one that prefers to just converse uh, than to take notes, which <laughs> might be it. why I didn't score so well on some of my <laughs> testing growing up. I'd rather have a conversation. Yeah. But so, I will say I, I'm I'm gonna kinda go completely backwards. For number two sure. is um, it just tastes like a four roses to me. Uh, and I, I might be way off here. Um, but if I, if I was to guess what it is, again, I know you, this is the complete opposite direction, but I I would, I would guess because it's different enough and I don't have as much experience with them that I would have, I would put this as as an OBSQ, but, Mm, um, again, might be way wrong. Um, as far as, uh, proof. I'm gonna say on number two. I'm gonna taste it one more time, and then give you a
0: guess. Well, Q would, in, you know in in the descriptor obsq floral rose petal spicy medium body. That's not a bad um bad description to this of this whiskey here.
1: I'm not getting the floral on there. Uh, I I think there's a there's a, a little bit of a funk in it that that I think is is I I have is like tasted in in a couple cues before and i've got a lot of friends that are four roses geeks and i some of my very favorite single barrels i've ever tried were four roses but i don't have a huge selection uh and a huge uh sample uh man, size the that i've tasted over get into, oh my goodness man. it's so deep yeah. and
0: wide and the nerds are vicious i love it <laughs> mm-hmm. i love the four <laughs> roses mm-hmm. this world all these four roses from on this side are all B's and all these are mm-hmm. E's and they're all 10 four roses. I love my four roses. That's, and awesome. if you can be good mm-hmm. in blinding four roses, you you'll basically be good at blinding any, any whiskey that you spend some, some time with. It's, nice. it's a nice. really, really good process to, to, to blind at home. For those of you guys listening to get out there and, and try some four roses, It's a lot harder than you think. So you're thinking four roses? Give me proof range, age I'm gonna, range, and if you need a little more, you can just close your eyes. and pour you a little more. I'm
1: gonna say I I, I feel like that one's about um, one hundred seven to one twelve. It's an odd range, but I I feel like it could be a little lower. But I I'm, i one twelve was what jumped out at me. Okay, so I'm gonna say one twelve. Um. It it doesn't have the viscosity of a really high proof one, as far as the lingering palate sure. that I would expect from that. Okay. Uh, if, if, as far as age, I would I would say uh, probably nine to ten year. Okay. I guess um, nine is what's kind of jumping out to me. So I'll stick with nine if I need to pick an actual age instead of a range.
0: I'll give you 3 year three, um, three plus. Right, or minus so let, on let's that. say
1: let's say nine to twelve. Perfect. Okay. Um and then for uh so i gave you proof i gave you age uh for distillate uh, well I, I guessed it was a cue i mean i okay. uh, um I, judging by your your face i think i'm very wrong no. but i but I, <laughs> um we should play poker together sometime <laughs>
0: uh, oh god he's gonna take all my money
1: no i i I think uh my my very first thought when i smelled it was that it might be a um an mgp but it 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 didn't what
0: drew you away from that
1: i got the funk the mgp funk uh that i actually like a lot um but it didn't linger it was just on my first uh whiff and i did really didn't taste that at all and and usually at least a telltale for me a lot of times with mgp is uh i get it a little bit on the nose of the funk but i get it on the palate oh, for sure Heavy. And, yeah. and so um and sometimes it's unpleasant like I, there are some mgps that i'm like man this this was either not ready or they waited too long you know i think i've had that experience before with mgp but God, when they're good. Mostly with non-distilled when producers good. or, or um, source. I, I think mostly with like people who are sourcing, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I, there is a, an approach, so a so, uh, gentleman uh, named Ray Walker, uh, who launched St. Cloud Bourbon, uh as become fan of that uh, product. I'm, I'm a big fan Not as bottle. well. He, bottle right here. Nice. So oh, that's the first release too. It, it was nice. from
0: your yeah, from yeah. your store I
1: uh, we we were the uh, I was I I found out that I was the first person to buy the first uh uh business to buy Saint Cloud, uh, wow. uh, from the day it was the day that he did his first bottling, and I would up to What a to great expression! And I love Such a great one. 120 bothers. proof for a three, year. for three it's years. It's unreal, and it's and so the, good.
0: The color is amazing. The colors amazing. I mean, it's not your yeah. it's not your four cycle, what you would expect. MGP, you right. know, five year MGP yeah. either, uh, and it caught a lot of flack because of the price point at mm-hmm. three years, mm-hmm. uh, even even with this proof range. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the products now, I mean, this is that'd be more than fair now in today's market but uh, I think I think he nailed it it was well, so unique it agreed. was so yep. different than anything yep. and it was youthful and there it was there were notes of that youth in there but it wasn't overwhelming for mm-hmm. more um, three year products that I've had in the past I stand by my love for, for St. Cloud and what he's done with his initial release and it, all things considering I think he did a fantastic job
1: I, that. and I do too and I, I think one of the things that really made me just, just fall in love with his approach to bourbon, um, and 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 especially blending, or and or single barrels, as he was a winemaker mm-hmm. previous. And and I've had multiple conversations with him. And Ray, if you ever listen to this, man, I love you, dude. I can't wait to hang out. Shout out we're to we're actually you. working on getting him out here to come do a, uh, a tasting at Whiskey Bear. Hopefully, sometime by the wonderful. end of the year this year. So I'm I'm wow. super excited about that. But. Uh, he, he was a, a, a Burgundy maker in, in Burgundy, France. Wow. And, and uh, as, as like a young, early, mid-20s guy and was making high-end, like 100-plus bottle bourbons, Anthony Bourdain visited him on his show. Get uh, out. He, was, he was that much of a name in wow. that world. And, and, you know, a bunch of things happened, but I think at the end of the day, a lot of the the, the old guard were not taken too kindly to some young American dude coming in and, and getting all of this praise shaking it up uh mm-hmm.
0: in burgundy
1: and and you know as with anywhere there's a lot of tradition you know w- with regards to a practice that's been around for a long time and so anybody that's coming in and doing things differently or maybe doesn't feel like they're from you know they're not from that area or whatever is i it's gonna it's gonna ruffle some feathers
0: well that story now. is very intrinsically french mm-hmm. it seems mm-hmm. you know um in that outsiders especially Americans uh trying to make their way into into just that sect uh, that is specifically French very Mm -hmm. very proud people yes um it doesn't surprise me but it's a shame because he's so talented it seems and um I I can't wait to see what else he does I've been following his line since since the initial release and um it's hard to be competitive in this Mm -hmm. market where Mm -hmm. it's at um and and you know I, 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 I can't think wait he's done see a great what he, job. What he, what he can do yeah. you well, know, from here on out.
1: What, one of the things that he said in one of my early conversations with him when I was just trying to get who he was and what was interesting about his product is uh, he said, You know, I don't care about age statements at all. He said, You know, people care. And so, you know, you have to pay attention to what people are caring about. But he said, In, in the wine world, you never see an age statement on a bottle of wine. Mm. Why is that? And, and it was rhetorical, you know, and I was, I was actually trying to think of an answer (laughs) and I was like, I don't know. And thankfully he, you know, moved on from the question. Uh He said, he said, it's because you only bottle it when that barrel sings. He said, and that's that. It does not matter the age you're tasting every barrel going down the line. However often you got to taste them. And when that barrel sings to you, that's time to bottle that barrel so that's why you never see age stated wines because the age doesn't matter. Now the vintage might matter sure. in how long you know it's been in that The bottle. terroir. right right. Uh, but but for the amount of time that it's in the barrel, it doesn't matter. You bottle it when that barrel sings. And I, and he said I want to take that same approach to bourbon, and I just felt like that was such a beautiful and refreshing approach because this was uh, this was probably 2018 as it was that yeah first yeah, yeah, oh, yeah it was 2016, 2016 yeah so, so. Uh, no so it was 20
0: so he released it in twenty eighteen after That's yeah. right. Yeah. You're right.
1: And and so uh that at that time everybody was looking for the ten years. It was like everybody well, everybody's was like, oh man, I need a ten year. And I felt like everybody coming in was asking for You know what? how
0: many four rows of single barrel barrel yeah, strengths that right. I passed because it wasn't a tenure oh, age. Dude, statement? it was such a thing at that oh, time. What a dummy. I, was, <laughs> I could have had so many great <laughs> expressions. era, Goldnecks, baby. Oh man.
1: Yeah. So I, I feel like uh that approach was really refreshing and, and and it was great to get me out of my own head and mm. my own kind of thought processes uh, around what makes a good bourbon, a good bourbon. And from then on, uh, age was not completely irrelevant, but, but it wasn't as much of a determining factor if I was sure. going to like something or, or, or how I was going to approach something. It's a good
0: indicator, but not necessarily yeah. something that yeah. will solidify it and be yeah. good or bad. Yeah.
1: Our uh, Traverse City, uh, pick that we did in oh. conjunction with some other folks, um, was was wild because it, the the taste came down to.
0: There's a pick. There's a pick. Oh, nice pick thing over there. Hell great, yeah. great group up there in Traverse City. Some of the best cherries you'll ever have. Oh man, yeah, I got, the got
1: some good stuff. Uh, but but it came down to a five year uh, there in that tasting lineup. There was a ten year, a fourteen year, <sighs> uh, a five year, and I want to say a six. Maybe it was a four year and a five year were the other ones, wow. and uh, and. The the ten, and the five easily beat out the fourteen, and, yeah. and that doesn't it, surprise it, me. It, yeah. MGP, yeah, and higher then it,
0: moisture content, maturation, hyper maturation. Just, yeah. just for some reason, doesn't doesn't sing sing a song. It gets burned out.
1: Yeah, and and so it came down to the five and the ten, and uh, on a blind, it was half and half on the pick team. <laughs> like it was it was straight up half and half, and it was like well, the ten. Costs about two thousand dollars more,
0: <laughs> so, and you get more five. And the five just as good, so yeah. let's go with the five.
1: <laughs> so, so you just never know. Don't don't judge the book by by the age. Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a that's a great great uh, mindset to have in whiskey and single barrel selection. But at the same time, you know, I've fallen victim uh, to many follies in whiskey. One being that bourbon's only made in Kentucky. You know that myth. It's mm-hmm. America's native spirit. It's not Kentucky. As much as I'm proud being raised in Kentucky, and 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 having the state pride, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta give it up to the folks in Tennessee. You gotta no give it up to yeah. the folks in Indiana. Uh, the Fine Canadian rye makers. Uh, there, mm-hmm. There's so many great producers out there that's making the spirit that I love in in many different aspects and facets that that, that are so charming and and unique um but speaking to that i mean if that goes for age range proof range freaking tier levels we've been talking about four roses mm-hmm. you're not just going mm-hmm. for six tier some of the best roses single barrels, i've had have been low between 1 and 3 more so probably 1 or 2 um but it's yeah it's it's a refreshing change of pace and i remember people being really hesitant on on that brand um just because of uh, of its age range but I tried it when you were really excited about it and you posted it. And I remember going and, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to like this. Like I had that preconceived notion and then <clears throat> I, I sat with it and I remember you coming in to check, check, check in on me with this pour, and I'm like, hold on. I I don't know yet. Um, let me, let me sit with it a little more because I fucking really liked it and I didn't <laughs> want to initially be like, well, there's something I'm missing. Maybe I don't like it as much. <laughs> It's just it was good. It was damn good. It's a fine product, mm. and I bought I bought I think two bottles uh, that day from you, or one, and then I came back for another. Uh, not necessarily surprising because you, you suggested it. I should have known it was good. But removing myself from being married to an age statement mm-hmm. is is something that I've always struggled with. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as much of a blind taster as I, I see myself being, I'm. Always, unless it's a double blind, mm-hmm. I will always take a big that label, age statement, if I can, where it was distilled, and its proof range, and then and then I'll have that buried into my mind as I'm tasting it. Mm. You know, so the only true way to to really know if you like something is being double blinded by it, and yeah, I think for that's uh sure. that's an unfortunate thing because you can take a look at a label and expect and have these expectations. But I've got some i got some bottles in here right now that you can even look at it and mm-hmm. you are not believing what you are tasting,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and and same same thing with proof. You know, it, it's wild to think that uh, that you can have. I mean, I, I tasted I've I've personally tasted hundred and fifty six proof bourbon straight out of a barrel that I That's one spicy meatball. I would have. Put it at a hundred and five, hundred percent at the most.
0: Proof range is unreal. Is does not is not an indication of heat. <clears throat> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely not an indication of, of of your perceived heat. And I've had ninety proofers, eighty proofers, right. taste like right. 110, 120.
1: Right. Yes. Oh, oh, plenty, plenty, <laughs> plenty. I mean, now I will say proof range is an indicator of how your head will feel the next day. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you don't drink enough water, definite uh, indicator, for yes, sure. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Speaking of which, I got some liquid <laughs> IV up there for you if you want to I mean, mix hey, up. Hey, we've or, been taking twice. our time.
1: I am I'm, I feel very good about this. I'm, my wife was like, please, <laughs> please, please don't come home drunk. <laughs> please don't get a hammer, Daniel. What are you, you doing? I <laughs> got a long day tomorrow. I said, you're right, babe. And I'm driving, so I'm definitely coming home drunk. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, but no, I, all right. So now I feel like a, a, a silly person. At this point, uh, with regards to these two blinds that you gave me, because I want to completely reverse. Now I feel like the first one's a four roses, so I'm just gonna guess that everything that you ever f- feed me or taste me on is gonna be a four roses, <laughs> and I figure I'll be right like twenty percent of the time. So you know, I'm just gonna go all in on the four roses. Uh, to no, self. I I'm, I'm so never
0: give Daniel four roses <laughs> from here on out.
1: Uh, and I don't know why I feel like I'm, I'm, I, I'm tasting four roses notes in both of those, but uh, the second one. Uh, even just on the nose, it's it's making me second guess that and put that in a different category altogether. Um, and funny enough, being that I would I'm I'm supposed to guess the uh, proof range as well as as the the uh, mash bill, I feel like number one is a higher corn mash bill. I, so I, I wrote down okay. like a 70 24 four six uh, on on. Uh, Corn, uh, malted barley, and then rye. Proof. I'm still going to stick with. I wrote down one to one fifteen as is kind of my first guess. I, I I'm going to put that uh, probably at one ten as as my my guess if I was to to put a guess on that one. And then,
0: <sighs> so I love blinds, man.
1: Yeah, and and what's crazy. I'm getting something different out of each of these each time I each time I revisit them. So I, maybe <laughs> maybe uh,
0: uh, maybe a lot of our hot air is getting into these glasses. Huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm full of a lot of hot air. And like you know,
0: hey, you're next to a hot air balloon over here, <laughs> Bubba. Let me tell you.
1: I do hope that anybody that listens to this doesn't judge me on my ability to pick a bourbon that you might like if you ever come visit us, because uh, that I feel pretty confident in. <laughs>
0: double blinds to remove that veil label so quick uh,
1: I would love to be a fly on the wall for when you do a double blind between you and um uh, Iverson cuz oh, both of you just have such great palettes and and uh, and also just soup. you're both very creative so Thank you. so between having a great palette and uh, a lot of creativity and a really solid vocabulary around it I mean that in and of itself will just be a beautiful conversation just to listen to.
0: Well, well, thank you very much. I look forward to having him on. He's actually uh, out west. I believe he's in Colorado. That's right. Is, uh, yeah, or Wyoming maybe. Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that I sounds think... better. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. He's doing his PT stuff. He's going to yep. be a physical therapist. Yeah. And, and yep. more power to the guy. Man. No oh, yeah, man. I mean, love him. I uh, can't wait to have you, mom. All right. So All right. you got your you got your age range, your distillate. Your proof range on the on the left on
1: sample? N- n- number one, I didn't do an age. I'm I'm gonna guess um a little younger on that one. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna put that one at eight years. Uh and I feel like I'm just guessing completely wrong on both of these. <laughs> but but that's what I'm gonna stick with.
0: All right. I've good learned deal. if I
1: second guess myself too many times, then then I really screw the peach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's something yeah. I want to touch base on. But before mm-hmm. we, before I do the reveal, so let's go over mm-hmm. your first one again. Mm-hmm. All
1: right. So where are we at? So uh, the first one uh, on my left. Yes. I, uh, so I, I've got that at 110 proof as my my proof. I've got it. Uh, I really got a lot of sour mash corn notes on it. So which made me think like a higher Corn, uh, so I, I got it at seventy, twenty-four, and six as far as the the mash bill. Got it at eight years, and that, even though, Four Roses doesn't share their mash bills exactly. Uh, I I still feel like I'm getting Four Roses notes out of it. I'm getting a little bit of funk out of both of them. So sure. like, either one. Is like in the back of my tongue. It's like, oh man, that could be MGP. But you know, <laughs> I'm like, is that a bullet or is that, a, you know, a bullet 10 or something? But I, I don't feel like uh, that was jumping in on there. Uh, I, so I, it's
0: 100 the, proof. The, the,
1: the, the 110 proof 110 is what I put proof, it right. I, I eight really, year. eight year, I'm, I'm gonna switch that one since so I guess four roses on the second one. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that at, at uh, something out of Heaven Hill. Um, so, um,
0: from Four Roses to Heaven Hill. What made that jump?
1: That's a weird one. Well, because I really feel like it's high corn, and and I don't think Four Roses has a super high corn mash, but I could be wrong on that. So but you're I,
0: basing it solely on your um, Freddie Johnson sniff no, test?
1: No, more on the palate, really, on that one. I okay. really felt like I was getting a lot of corn out of that uh, and and a little bit of uh, a decent amount of barley. Um, the, the second one I felt like was a, a higher rye, uh, again, I don't know why I said OBSQ be because I don't even know if that's a high rye mash bill or if it's rye well, B, at all. B is 30, 30, Okay, um, okay, thirty five percent. So, so yeah. that's where. Okay, um, see so yeah, I remember a few things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in their low rye mash bill. Their twenty percent rye. Still, nationally, anywhere else is considered a high rye mash bill. So they're right, really
1: cause they say over twenty percent or twenty percent above. Is that twenty percent right? or, or, or above? Yeah,
0: yeah. And any other distillation process is considered a high rye bourbon. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, so I man
0: for the I, most part
1: i i um
0: all right so heaven hill oh eight year 110 uh, proof
1: yeah and if I had to choose the 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 label on it I would guess um I would guess maybe an elijah Craig uh barrel select
0: that's hilarious because you've nailed, you basically nailed the mash bill really 78 10. Twelve. Okay. Okay. The proof was a little high. This one's at ninety four. Ninety
1: four. Okay. So that is that is an Elijah that's Craig.
0: Tw- <laughs> it's a rear age stated Elijah Craig. No doubt. Old school. Year. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Power bottle. Do, do you know what year that was? Rear age stated. So that had to have been between uh, X year and X year. I can't. I can't remember okay. exactly. Okay. Uh, but yeah, have have a revisit if you'd like. Uh, that was a great. That was a great. Blind guess from you. I'd say you nailed that. Uh, l- a little higher on the proof range, um, but but still higher than ninety. You know. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I, it it was it was just coming off hot, and I was I was like, uh, so I, I I wrote one uh, one hundred five to one hundred fifteen originally because I was like, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll settle on one hundred ten. And I I I don't know. I, I feel like um, it was it was coming off a little hotter than me. And but, you but, jumped
0: yeah. jumped off back to the 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 left sample from the right sample, mm-hmm. so a lot of that a lot of that spice that you were describing in the right sample may have had influence on your. That's very possible. It's very possible. So uh, yeah, great job on that. I'd, I'd count that as a big win there, Daniel. Thanks, man. Um, All right, I, so I'll, let's go I'll take it. a fifty percent that, if that's a pass. <laughs> if that's a passing grade.
1: <laughs> hey, D's get degrees, baby. <laughs>
0: How many times?
1: After after college has anybody asked you what your GPA was? Oh,
0: I never went to college. There you go. See? By high school.
1: I mean like, know, Yeah, yeah. They no, like, no, no, "Hey, no are you are you able to carry a You know, re, you know what came,
0: You know what came out really handy this parallelogram season. Mm. Fucking nothing. Not parallelograms because we didn't have a fucking parallelogram season. We got a tax season though, and lucky I got a person for that. Um, <laughs> and all the math teachers when we was mm. coming up, you're not going to have a calculator on you when you grow up. Now look at us. You're right. The smartest oh, computer ever.
1: Did they all just retire when the <laughs> iPhone came out?
0: <laughs> like, I'm so screwed. <laughs> I now, can't, I love I all can't my- face these kids again. <laughs> I love all my math teachers, but you can suck it. All right, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness, you're no. spot on, man. All you're right, spot so, on. All right, so, so the second one, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with what I said. I, I, I really don't have a clue about the Mash Bill. I do feel like it's a high rye. Okay. Um. I went to. I went to. Like lean into the mic but like I was smelling the glass so I just leaned in and smelled the mic so you know, this is not <laughs> already tonight. I just wasn't
0: vocal about it so.
1: I'll own it man I'll own all of my weirdness
0: yeah so that second one I'm gonna you know I had
1: I'd, I'd written down 112 as the proof I, I'm, I might back that down a little bit to like a 107 okay uh, and then I uh. I wrote down nine year, and that I thought it was a four roses. Obsq so nine year four I roses will,
0: obsq cast rank.
1: I'll stick with that no matter how wrong I am. I'll just I'll Excellent. go down on what that. What your proof if range I on that seven. One oh uh, seven. Yeah, yeah. I wrote one twelve originally, and then I, just that that last sip just now just definitely didn't <laughs> come off as hot on that one.
0: <clears throat> so it's just under hundred proof. Okay. All right. Uh, unclear on the mash and really the age range. This is a blended product. Okay. Um, or merit, marriage, mm-hmm. married, mm-hmm. marriage of, of, of similar whiskeys. Um, and something I wanted to talk about earlier about you saying, mentioning at, at the big blind bourbon taste off, Is that a lot of people had the correct answers initially. Yep. And then they switched it up. Yes, they did. Right? So going with your gut. Yep, going with your gut. You went with your, what was your initial gut feeling?
1: On this one? Oh, yeah. Uh, I had uh, nine years, 112 proof. Four Roses Single Berry. but before you berry, selected Four, before you thought Four oh, Roses, before, oh oh, Funk MGP, MGP, yeah, it was was the first thought I had when I smelled it, and I said, <laughs> that's hilarious because this is a midwinter
0: night's dram.
1: I would not have picked that early. As act the, oh, okay, okay, and
0: scene. This is Act Four, Scene mm. Two, at ninety-four or forty-nine point three percent, and this is going to give us an age range. Uh, some, some nerds on the internet will be able to tell you that age range, but uh, I, th- I believe it's a younger uh, rye An and bourbon um, um, marriage there. And joke
1: and so. port. Yeah. God, I, I have loved – I've not tried very many of the Midwinter Nights Drams. Uh, the last time I got a hold of a bottle uh, uh, traded with a friend, and I was thinking I was going to put it on the back bar uh, at Whiskey Bear, and uh, I was like, no. No, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm keeping this one, and I I don't think it lasted more than like two weeks. They typically it was don't. So good. That one. Thank you been so much. Open since Lord, I think
0: twenty twenty seventeen, twenty sixteen. Okay. Nice. Uh, I opened it, and I've just been nursing on it. Okay. I love this expression. I love its its complexity, um, and it doesn't surprise me that you went for the cues, at all. Really. Um. Because of the spicy rich mm-hmm. complexity, and for me the
1: in a rye blend as well, yeah, right? yeah.
0: and the texture of mm. of of the of the spirit with a lot of oxidation. It's mm-hmm. been open for for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it it didn't surprise me at all that that you went that. you are right.
1: out barrel finishes on me too, man. On a blind, yeah. I, I mean, I dig that. I I, I should have actually, yeah. add, you know. <laughs> Do your due diligence and ask all the questions on the front end. <laughs> even if they're not allowed to answer, ask the question. Because I, I should have asked, or, or is there a possibility that any of these are barrel finished? Man, that, but that would have opened you, my mind up a little you bit
0: gave, You gave a solid answer. I mean, even in your working through it, even even you're, you're going to say you're wrong. I'm not going to say you're wrong because you guessed at, initially with your gut reaction MGP. That's a, That's a win. I mean, if you're comparing apples and oranges, at least make it a tangerine and a Granny Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know? Fair enough. And, you, <laughs> and if you're going back yeah. uh, to to your gut reaction, you'd you'd have nailed it all around.
1: No doubt. Thank you. Uh, do we have time for me to turn the tables and blind absolutely, you? Okay. absolutely. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let so me, if, if you want to put, put, put my, your yeah, put, put your blindfold on for a moment, blindfold. you can you can turn on some of that beautiful guitar <laughs> music that was so relaxing. I brought three to blind you on. I, I'm perfect. I'm happy to blind you on all three if you're Let's open to it. Let's do that. All yeah, right, I've got right. three uh, clean Deal.
0: clean glasses here in front of me. Okay, I'm Ray Charles right. and them over to you. I got it. Yep, I, I can and, reach. Uh, that. I got. I was blessed with long arms. <laughs> So I'll just give you my impression of Whiskey Bear and a little bit of uh, action story while we were at Whiskey Bear for the the Big Wine Bourbon Taste-Off. I went with my brother and my best friend, Dylan Hester. Shout out to them both. Uh, they were wonderful, wonderful participants to brave the weather and come out and, and, and have some pours. But between the first tasting and the second tasting... There's a, gri- there's a grip between the two. There There's a... a, a it's like an hour a little, and a half, probably. yeah no, maybe, maybe at least well, an hour. The UK game was playing. So we, right. we actually mm-hmm. waited till after the UK game, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a wild game. And even before... No, it was, I think it was like closer to three and a half, maybe four hours, Dan. You found I'm mistaken. I maybe be mistaken. Between the two? Oh, you know what? It felt- I
1: think I think you very well would be right, because it was like... Uh, the first one was like 11 in the morning, and then, I, if I remember correctly, the, the evening, because it was the kind of like a the finals or whatever yeah, you know yeah, we whittled, yeah. it whittled it down some uh yep. was it like 5 or 6 in the evening so yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you are right it, w- it was definitely several hours yeah yeah
0: and it was one of the early time well, not early times but you know i've been there a handful of times prior to the the taste off but um we <laughs> my brother and i were still trying to keep our palate sharp so what we would do is we'd order a pour and and one of them, one of us would look down or close our eyes, and uh, and we, you know, you can't look yet. The bottle still, the, the fluid in the bottle still. I Remember this? <laughs> I
1: remember which bar stools you were sitting in, yes, brother.
0: Yes. By the way,
1: that was bar uh, seven and
0: eight. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, it was perfect. So we were <laughs> we were blinding each other into oblivion uh, before the se- or before the second round. Uh, honestly I didn't even ha- I didn't even think I was going to make it uh, past the first round to be honest with you and it, it we we ended up getting past it but um I remember after taking like those blinds over and over to the face mm-hmm. uh the, after the UK game was going everybody it, it was a close game and I I can't remember if we won or lost but it was it was like a it was like an intense moment and it's all right let's go back to tasting whiskey now uh, you gave like a ten or fifteen minute heads up, and I stood up after not <laughs> after drinking a lot, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm started trying to get my sea legs under me." It was it was heavy, so <laughs> so I remember going down to I think it was like two doors down from you. There's really good sandwiches, so I ordered one. She said, "Well, it's gonna be like fifteen minutes." It's like, it's all right. So I went down to the, the, pho, the pho place. Mm-hmm. There's the ramen place. That's right, yeah. And yep. I ordered uh, a bowl of pho or ramen or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember scarfing that down. And then the person that I ordered the sandwich from. Uh, so like, well, it's ready. If you want, it's, might as well. You know, <laughs> might as well carb load before this. It next
1: worked, tasting. man. It worked. <laughs> yes, carb loading before I took bourbon a tasting.
0: Sandwich and a ra- like a ramen or pho <laughs> bowl to the face before going into round two, and I think that's really only my my only saving grace you know, from being shit hammered. So, so you
1: you can take your mask off. We're okay. all set up. Uh, and I, I the only response I will have to that is <laughs> I'm really curious if the, uh, the, 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 the vast array versus it just being ramen or just being a sandwich because it probably came with fries or something. So you got like umami you got salty yeah. you got probably like some some good like rich fatty proteins on on whatever the sandwich was yeah i think it was like a pork um,
0: ramen bowl there you go
1: bowl. so 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 it might have been like the most perfect well-rounded palate yeah, cleanser you could absolutely. possibly have and the carb loading mm. so uh you know hey and that uh, sweet soup settled yeah, my stomach right, now. right i mean that, and that that
0: indigestion coming back up like diluting <laughs> All, all that regret and shame from coming back under the tasting. Oh
1: man, I love it. Yes, the we'll have to name that move as well. We'll, we'll, we'll think about that. You are going right to left? Excellent, I love it.
0: Oh, I've, I've been nosing okay. uh, oh, okay. left to right. So okay. what? I, typically, what I'll do in a in a in a, in a single barrel selection is mm-hmm. I'll nose real quick and I'll have a good idea where I'm at, um, and then I'll go to the palate. On on the one that I'll favor the most because I have the highest hopes for it, and I don't want to mm-hmm. be the d- d- um, influenced either way. Mm-hmm. I'm a nose whore by by trade. I love love love. I, I got that from my brother. My brother Brandon. He was with us at the competition. Shout out to him. I love you, brother. Miss you. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and he would he would literally sit with a pour of whi- a bourbon whiskey, whatever it was, and watch a whole episode like an hour. 10 hour, 20 minute long episode of whatever it was, Mm -hmm. whatever is out, and just knows it.
1: Gotta love it.
0: And just sit with it and be married to it in Mm. that moment. And then at the end, he'll enjoy his poor. But while he was, you know, being intimate with this poor, Mm It was just him and, and, and that and that whiskey sharing the moment.
1: Will he do that with, with just about any pour?
0: Any pour. See, All right, any so pour. I mean so
1: I've I can't say I've ever had that feeling with just like, hey, this is this is my process. But without a doubt, when I find something that I love on the nose, mm. I almost feel like I don't even have to drink it. Like, uh, like right. I, I, I I can just and I, I've had that feeling about, you know, fifteen, twenty different bottles maybe in my entire life, but like I pour it and I nose it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like like an old friend that I haven't yes. hung out with in forever, and I just want to hang out. And it's that,
0: an intimate, yeah, experience. Absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. I love that he does. It. I love your brother that much more. I only <laughs> met him the one time, I think. But but I I, I uh, that's that is it's such a such yeah. A so
0: I learn that from him. And I'd be, I'd be if I can go back and forth to the kitchen getting another pour, and he's like, man, just sit with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, man. I'm trying to get some more. What's What What are you talking about? <laughs> so, but I got that from him, and and now in tastings, when I find something that's really good, mm-hmm. like I'll I'll nose it and I'll nose it and I'll nose it, and it's like, Mosk, you ready for another pour? like, I can't get past the nose and this one. Hold on, let me try it. (laughs) What, you haven't even tried it yet? It's been like 15 minutes. So no, I, I can definitely get down with that on a spiritual level. Um, no
1: doubt. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not. Uh, I pulled my phone out while you were talking, and, and I'm only pulling it out because I took pictures of the of the samples that I poured Hey-o. to give to, to make sure I had the accurate details when it comes to that. Gotcha. But uh, but gotcha. yes, yes.
0: All right. So we're gonna go in for. <clears throat> uh, I got a. I got a nose here. I mm-hmm. got an indication of uh, what one and three are. Maybe nice. Okay. But right, I like that. Uh,
1: well, it, while you explore for a moment. Um, Let me see if I and think of something uh, uh, interesting to talk about. And um, well, that's a horrible way to to lead into that part of the conversation. <laughs> let, let me think of something interesting for a moment. Uh, well, you're if, an you interesting can, guy. You can You'll cut that it. out in a second if you need to. <laughs> um, but no, I I, I will. I, I'll go back to. Um, I think one of the things that is the most important about when you are. Uh, Exploring different spirits. And I, and I say different spirits because I know this is a bourbon and a whiskey podcast, uh, but I got to tell you, man, in, in in my experience of exploring different spirits, uh, you know, there are, I'd be hard-pressed to say that I like whiskey any more than I like tequila, to be honest. There are some tequilas that have blown my mind um, and, and some gins and scotches that are out of this world. So I would encourage anybody out there who uh, maybe has had an experience uh, early uh, in your 20s or maybe before that even when you were drinking something that that, that you could only afford you know the, the cheapest whether it was gin or tequila or whiskey or scotch and you're like this is absolutely horrible and it, you probably aren't wrong it probably was horrible and you probably <laughs> felt the horrible the next day but uh, but but be open to revisiting and and really um, getting getting into something and, and not just judging it before you try it. And I, and I'll give you a great example when we were doing, uh, kind of finalizing the flow of the taste mat, tasting mat and, and the tasting process for the big blind bourbon taste off. I needed to, I wanted to do the experience myself just to, to but, but I wanted to, I couldn't blind myself cause I had to pour it and it, I was just solo on this, but I was like, I'm going to pick something that I don't, I don't really love. And, uh, Nothing against Maker's Mark, but it it's never been one of my favorite spirits. Uh, I, I I have a mixed relationship with weeders. I, I, there are some that I think are great, but oftentimes they're really sweet on the palate, and they're just too sweet for me, especially if they're a lower proof.
0: Yeah, and, weeders are really hard to do <clears throat> well. And, and
1: and great ones are amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. William Lurie Weller is probably one of my all time favorites. Uh, for sure, the 2016 release, I'd put that in my top three. Uh, Easy. Yeah. But but um, but I I will say that Makers has never been a favorite for me, and I've got lots of friends that love it, and and I, I don't judge them at all, and and I've drank it plenty of times when people pour it for me. I'm not gonna turn it down just mm-hmm. because uh, it's not my favorite. But I never, it's not one that I had ever sought out, and 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 really not one that I'd ever bought. For myself, intentionally, and uh, so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do makers, just regular old makers mark." And uh, and so I went through the entire process uh, as if it was a blind, and and really nosing it, diving in, looking at at the the flavor, uh, the 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 tasting mat with all the different flavor profiles on there, and really trying to uh, kind of dig out of it what I was tasting and what the notes were. And, uh, after 15 minutes of tasting the spirit and nosing it and, you know, letting it kind of linger and, and hang out, I, I had such a different experience of Maker's Mark than I ever had before. And it still, I wouldn't say it was one of my favorites, but I walked away from it having had a really pleasant experience of diving into that bourbon. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it was a great learning for me personally in that, man, this is something I've, told people before that I'm not a fan of and I just had had that preconceived pre- preconceived notions from then on like this is you know I'm not I'm, it's just not for me and that's okay not everything's for everybody uh, but but had I not had that experience of really really diving in and exploring it because it was what was in front of me and because that was kind of what I was you know trying to get that that blind experience through was was such a cool and eye-opening experience for me so so if there's something that you think you don't like you might not be wrong don't drink something if it tastes awful to you but uh maybe revisit something with a more open mind and and really approach it as if you're blinding something And, and and you might be really surprised at how uh how it shows up to you and and how uh you perceive it and, and can kind of change that relationship. Right.
0: And I love Maker's program because they're mm-hmm. able to take you on that flavor ride. Yes, yes. And I mean, that's that's the only way I can really describe it. I mean cuz you mm-hmm. you're taking this base whiskey that we that you either know and love or either know and and don't care for which are as, as you um progress as a whiskey drinker as your palate starts to change, you're getting used to higher proofs, you're 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 starting to have affinity for uh, the, the the finer aspects the maturation the 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 complexities the way that they're marrying with each other and and presenting them to you readers readers are hard to to, now, to dial in like that uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways um but when, god when it does i mean mm-hmm. you get you get Stitzel Wellers. uh you get you get some some really interesting co- flavor yes. combinations and w- the way that they're doing the program is that you get a full barrel regardless of what you're selecting mm-hmm. which is really unique because it's com- right Consistency is the name of the game at at Maker's Mark yes. in Loretta. Yep, and that's a beautiful thing uh, to be able to do because mm-hmm. they do it so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it removes a lot of the unique aspects out of it. So intrinsically, as a as a, as a whiskey drinker, loving single barrels and having that unique complexity in, in every sister barrel or you know mm-hmm. ones that side beside, mm-hmm. they can be so different. You're you're removing that romanticism aspect from it in in my opinion, and it's just like you were describing, and you're kind of taking the soul out of the whiskey, yeah. by, by by making it a a one dimensional thing. Yes. Uh, but their program is so neat because cool. all the different types yeah. of staves mm-hmm. that you can put in there mm-hmm. mix, marry and, and and change, and there's. Tens of thousands of different types of uh, flavor combinations that you can get. And they just re- – well, recently. Last year they changed a, a type of stave that you could do, which was really interesting. And I, I, I love I love the process.
1: They, they owned the stave finish from the get-go with, with their barrel program. 100%. And I, I think really dialed it in way before anybody else that I'm aware of. It kind of went down that path. So that's really, really cool.
0: And it's the first time I'd ever had. Um, Merrick Inn um, mm-hmm. had a maker's that was so damn spicy and rye forward. Mm-hmm. That in a blind at Merrick Inn, um, shout out Dexter Allen. He gave me a, a pour, and he, I thought it was a rye whiskey. Wow! <laughs> wow,
1: that's wild. It was.
0: It was. I can't remember the combination. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't even try to put it out there for people to try to copy, but it was absolutely insane and delicious. Um, and I blinded people for, for a long time on that. And, mm-hmm. and I got similar answers, mm-hmm. not to try to justify my incorrectness, yeah. but because it was so unique and and different, Um. Um. and it was a weeder, but then you take a step back and you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That's that's right. It's a <laughs> right, you're 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 throwing smoke and mirrors on my palate, and uh, and you got me. So you're not you're not always impervious to to being incorrect. Um, so I've gotten I've gone through two of these. I'm on the last one right now. But, okay, but you got you brought some interesting stuff here tonight, man.
1: Uh, I mean, if there's anybody I want to I want to um, bring some interesting stuff to you, my friend, it would be you. So I'm I'm, well, I'm honored, I'm...
0: Daniel. Thank you.
1: Uh, and and hopefully there there are things that are going to be a, a fun conversation to
0: have. With so, um, if you were to do it all over again, Whiskey Bear mm-hmm. uh, hosting the Big Blind Bourbon Taste Off again, mm-hmm. what uh, what could you foresee you either changing, keeping the same? What are you looking forward to? Is there something that you would do any different?
1: Yeah, I th- I think I would definitely. You know, originally the plan was to to try to make it a two-day event that's a good idea and uh because i don't care how good you are and experienced you are at tasting you know spirits the palate fatigue is real if you're tasting a bunch of uh spirits and you're really diving into them for a while then even with a four-hour break or whatever like we had at the first one you're going to go eat some food and that's mm-hmm. going to affect your palate. So I, I, the goal was to make it a two day event. We didn't have as many signups as we had hoped we might. Uh, I think, I think some people might've been, uh, either priced out or they just didn't know enough about us or who we were. And, and so I, I, think I would, I would probably market it a little bit differently, probably, probably market it, uh, for longer ahead of time and really make it an event. Um, and, and we, we had made it a not a high high ticket, but we wanted it to be something that we didn't want a bunch of jokers there. We wanted right, it to be right, we wanted right. it to be taken seriously, and, we, and so we did effort. want to. We wanted people who showed up to actually have bought into make taking this seriously and that. So that was part of why. And we chose good bourbons. We wanted everybody to get a good value out of it too. So it wasn't like hey let's let's come in here. Uh, our goal was to break even on the on the the, the experience. It was not about. Let's, uh, a cash grab or let's make a bunch of money, but um, it was it was so much of a let's let's do something really cool that creates memories for people and and can be an experience that we all share. So, uh, and and I think in that we were very successful. We didn't we didn't uh, even break even on it. We lost money on the event. Oh but, wow. but but it was still such a great event for us and and to kind of establish ourselves uh, and our brand as as uh, you know people to be taken seriously, at least in, in, in this town and in the whiskey world. And I think in that it was very, it was very successful and, and we got to build a lot of great relationships and, you know, that's how I met you. And, and I, I consider you a, a, a good buddy, man, a, a friend. And so to get friendships out of that, uh, it was just such a beautiful kind of, uh, extra gift at the end. And, and, and actually at the end of that day, I'll tell you, I had one of the most, uh, moving experiences. It was, it was the, the thing was over, you know. You'd been given your prizes, and everybody was kind of filtering out. And it had been a long day for our whole staff, and we were winding down and cleaning up. and uh, And Freddie Johnson uh, had, you know, said bye and said thank you, and he was he was the the co host with us for the event, kind of the MC for the event. and uh, And so uh, he left, and and we were Flo and I finally sat down at the corner of the bar at Whiskey Bar. we like, okay, you know wow, what a day. That was really cool. And I remember she looked at me and she was like, Daniel, well done. Like, that was really cool. And I felt that was uh, mm-hmm. meant a lot to me to hear from her. Uh, but, but it was like, wow, that was such a cool experience. And about five minutes later, uh, Freddie walked back in I was like, oh God, I'm so glad you guys are still here. It's like, oh, oh, cool, man. And, and, uh, not thinking anything about it, he came up and there was another couple to our right talking to us. And so as Freddie says, uh, he's like, "Well, I, I have a favor to ask of you," and and we were like, "Okay, sure." What? And so he's like, "Can I get one of those whiskey bear, uh, Glenn Karen glasses?" And I said, "Yeah, man, absolutely." Uh, and so, I gave it to him. He he'd gone out to his car to get a uh, a marker, you know, the the paint markers that you sign on glass with. And said, "I was uh, wanted to see if you guys would would." Uh, signed this class for me he said i i collect um memories uh mementos as memories uh for things i want to remember and he said today was a really beautiful memory for me wow and he said uh my my dad was the one that that you know kind of got me into bourbon and he and he told this story and i'll I'll make it quick but it's a beautiful story he said you know uh a few years ago uh i don't remember exactly how many years he said a few years ago my my dad and my brother, it might've even been like one or two years. It was not, it didn't seem like it was an old story. He said, you know, my dad and my brother and I were, were together one day and I had, uh, you know, we were cooking out or something and I had a bottle of happy 23. Uh, and you know, the good stuff. He said, he said it just like this, the good stuff. I was like, yeah, man. And, uh, so he said, well, so I, I, I had, you know, a third of a bottle left or something a little bit. And so I poured us each, you know, a, 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 a decent pour of it, but I left some in the bottle for for later. And my dad looked at me and he said, what are you doing, son? And I said, well, dad, I, I was pouring some good whiskey here. And I just set, like, saved a little bit in the bottle. And he said, well, I don't have a lot of good drinking days left in me, son. So you go ahead and pour that bottle on out. I said, you got it. So, he, so they poured <laughs> it on out. And, uh, and he said, they just shared stories and laughed and had the most amazing time that night. And he said, a year later, both of them were gone. Wow! And and so he said it was such a, a, a huge lesson for him, and reminding mm-hmm. him that uh, bourbon is meant to be shared. One hundred percent. And it's about people. It's a it's not about the spirit. The spirit's wonderful, but but we gather around the spirit to share and 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 uh, and build community, and and share stories. And so and and so he's telling this story. And me and Flo both have tears streaming down our face. And so does this couple to us that we'd never met before. And we're all crying because he's sharing this story. But he said, "Uh, tonight is the anniversary of my dad's passing. Oh, that was that night? That was that night. And he said, so I I would be, if I wasn't here, I'd be at home really sad missing my dad. But instead, I got to be here with all of you guys building a beautiful memory. And I don't ever want to forget it. So if you would... You know, I'd, I'd I'd appreciate it if you give me your autograph and sign this class God. And then we're all just balling, you know, like man, giving Scott, huge hugs. And I was like, kills, oh bro. my Holy gosh, shit. man! um But it was it's just a, a testament to who he is as a person, but also just a, such a great reminder. And I've told that story uh quite a few times to other people just to remind them, like, guys, don't take you know, don't take yourself too seriously. Like we're uh, I, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow i i, I was living in new york during 911 and and uh, mm-hmm. as a young 20 20 year old and um i watched the the second plane hit and the first tower mm-hmm. fall from the street about a half mile away wow. and uh and ever since then it's been kind of always in the back of my mind like none of us have tomorrow guaranteed and 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 so i i've always been a pretty positive person but it's also part of the reason that you might never see me in a bad mood no matter <laughs> what's burning down around me is that like, Hey man, we're breathing. We're here. We've got this experience that we get to share That's together. Right. And, and, uh, and, and I think that was really, really powerful for us to walk away with at, at the end of such a beautiful day already yeah. to have that reminder of like, man, it is about the relationships. It's about the the memories that we built together.
0: So Freddie is known for that story via the neat documentary um, on I believe it's on. Netflix I love the new now. documentary. Yeah, so that one came out in 2018. So that was the same story that he shared, and it and it hits so home, so so close to home, with with every, with man with every tasting that I have, mm-hmm. with every um, mm-hmm. with every good bottle that I share. Um, it just it it is never guaranteed, and it, and to expand on that a little bit in the documentary, I think his father mentioned that. And and he told him to stop and, and, and look at where he was. Where where are you, oh, where are you at? That. Okay. Yeah. You're you're in Frankfurt, Kentucky, where you was born and you know, raised. Mm. And your dad, I showed up to the, the, the Buffalo Trace distillery and that those rack houses were full of whiskey when I started there. Those <laughs> rack houses are full of whiskey when 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 I leave there. They're full of whiskey today. You're you're drinking this wow. bottle right now for the for the experience. There ain't no, there's never any any like a good whiskey. That's beautiful. You know, the, I, I, I don't remember that dry... part. I've seen the movie. Yeah. I heard the documentary. added didn't Man, that I, part. Cried like broken, I cried like that. a baby. Gotta love it. love Wow. Yeah. What a guy.
1: <laughs> no doubt.
0: So uh, these, these these blinds got me got right. me shook a little bit, Daniel. All right. You kind of you, right. you kind of threw a curveball at me, and if I if I'm not mistaken, uh, a couple of them may may not even be bourbon. But uh, I'll go into the order that 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 I kind of that I kind of perceived a mess. So number two, um, to me, was more on profile in 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 my preference in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. uh, for 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 these three samples in particular. None of these were really bad. None of them were 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 off-putting. But mm-hmm. number one and number three had a very similar peaty kind of earthy. Uh, um, I would, I would say either Irish or Scottish, okay, uh, or, you know, Scotchy kind of, kind of feel. Um, but so for me, the earthy, tart, citrus, beautiful spice complexity, uh, very corny, um, this on is number, number one, two, number two, okay. Number two, okay. Yeah. Uh, pal, was easy, palatable, um, uh, low key spice, um, low rye spice rather, Mm-hmm. Um, and then the palette or the finish was grippy, viscous but low, lower proof. It seemed easy and palatable and high corn. Uh, and then I took a second sip and changed my proof range, uh, <laughs> right. because it, it was a little more viscous on the palette. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. guessing a 10 to 12 year, 100 to 115 proof. I'm thinking a Heaven Hill product, okay. Uh, And I'm thinking it's more specifically uh, Heaven Hill Select Stock High Corn Whiskey that I've had a long time ago. Mm. Um, It was like a ninety. I think it was like a ninety percent corn and ten percent ten percent rye. But I may be well well off on that. I know I know they have a seventy eight percent corn corn mash bill there. So I'm thinking Heaven Hill product. Okay. Um, And then I went to three on the nose. Mm -hmm. Both of them screamed peaty me um the I, I tried three first it was described to me as a, a peaty earthy brine water like a salt salty brine water champagne and rice whiskey like a ricey mm. kind of kind of feel to it okay uh not quite um what's the whiskey in japan that they serve with sa- sake sake right not quite sake but like a, a rice base mm-hmm. um Palette for me was grapeseed oil, tart, earthy, purple Kool Aid powder without sugar. Hmm. Um, so you know it has that little bit of bitterness, but yep. not quite that bitterness. But on the on the on on the bitterness, like starting of that bitterness scale to the to the to the lack of sugar powder. Grape, yes, uh, feel. Hmm. Um. Sh- man, action packed. Um. Short short finish, but it's action packed on the palate, and is grippy in that. Um, my jaw faucets. When I say jaw faucets, I mean if you stick your tongue out and you and you rim the outsides of it, mm-hmm. so both both left and right, like something that hits on that part of my palate, like really turns on my jaw faucet, and it just opens everything up and kind of makes oh, you like glee a little a lot. bit. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a great so term. It mm-hmm. opens up my jaw faucet mm-hmm. on the on that one. Uh, short but action packed. Uh, the finish, though, as it's kind of, kind of, kind of um, going into the abyss, mm-hmm. it kind of turns back on that job file. It's like, oh, you thought he was going to forget about me, motherfucker, huh? <laughs> and then it's like, boom! It, it pops it up. I'm thinking this one's going to be a little more maturated, um, eight year, hunter proof Irish whiskey. I'm thinking it's an Irish whiskey, maybe okay. a red breast. Uh, either at cash rank, uh, strength 115 maybe. Um, but I remember Irish whiskey being uh, a little more bourbon-esque on the mm-hmm. nose. So I'm thinking – Especially Red Breast. Yeah. Yeah, that so, one there. Yeah. So I'm thinking more of a Blue Note okay. um, as as a possibility. I did think that Blue Note was the first sample that you, that you brought – so, going, going, moving on to. So, I'm just going to say eight year, hundred proof Irish whiskey. Um, just kind of leave it at that uh, on the third sample. First sample, I'm getting on the nose peaty, fleshy, tart cereal grain, flat on the nose as, as far as texture, mm-hmm. uh, fruit notes, but like f- fermenting fruits, uh, black top uh, sweetness. You know, when they, they like freshly seal a black top? Yeah,
1: that's a really interesting and descriptor. From, I like that.
0: But from like a mile away, not like you're right on mm-hmm. it as you're passing it mm-hmm. and you smell it. It's like, oh, man, that's flat. It's black top. It's like, mmm. It barbecuing? Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's black top. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like being bummed out. <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> <you know? laughs> Damn it, I was hungry too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, her mama's got something in the fridge, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the palette for me was grip and rip. That's how I would describe mm-hmm. it. Like it it grabs you all up front and then it, and then it rips it out. It's like yeah, and then like, where to go? But I also had like a spicy tart, uh, um, grainy type of type of palette um, um, for me. Not uh, not bad, but I, but I probably wouldn't wouldn't reach for that on the shelf a lot, just because it was so short and volatile. Mm. It's like, uh, you know, you date the girl that, that you don't fight with a lot. Uh, <laughs> you, s- you settle down with her, but, but when you go on, when, when you are dating, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't mind having can, your head torn off for, right. for, 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 you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, the, it's the one you, this is, that's the whiskey you ain't going to bring mm-hmm. home to mama, you know? <laughs> That's the one. That's like n- 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 she's a little busy this week. Let's try again next week, mm-hmm. and then just kind of break things off. That's that's that kind of that's that kind of finish for, or the palate for me. No doubt. No um, doubt. What the, was the proof range that you got on so that? So long grippy uh, chesty. It was also chesty finish, mm-hmm. right? So it kind of didn't settle on the palate in the back of the throat or anything like that. It was, a, it was all it's kind of in the chest for me as far as heat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tart citrus, and it was fantastic. That's what I said uh, on the the finish. That was a fantastic finish. I'm going, uh, it's a little older, 15 to 18, 110, 115 blue note, if there even is a thing like that. I'm not very well versed in peaty whiskeys, peated whiskeys, but that's that's where I'm at. 110 to 115, a little older, 15 to 18 year blue note.
1: All right. uh where do you want me to start I don't, I don't have i'm not gonna lie i don't have all the information on each of these well let's just let's start with the the last one that you just finished describing right, so great. the the one on your left
0: okay
1: so uh this is a saint cloud single barrel Get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> yeah so this was their festivus release so it's their seven year uh and i've not tried all their seven years so so they uh I want to say mid 21 or 20 may, may have been early 22. They, they decided cause they, they did a bunch of different releases of like one-off releases. Sure. And, uh, talked to Ray on the phone, Ray Walker, uh, the, the proprietor and, 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 uh, kind of brains behind it. And he, uh, he said that, you know, they, they were getting a lot of requests for a, like a, a consistent, like age stated product. And so Whereas age isn't everything for him, he's like, all right, people are asking, so so started uh, so he, so they now have a seven year product that's still a single barrel, but it's a but it will be a seven year product, and each barrel they will bottle with uh, and and they name the barrel, uh, and this one was was one that was called Festivus.
0: That is fantastic,
1: and, um, and but it's only seven years. Uh, it is 122 proof. So you were you were pretty close. You said 115? 115. 110, yeah, so 115. so uh, so you're you're quite close and on that. And the
0: age is, is really weird on these on these uh, Saint Clouds. I mean, he's really blending or or blurring the lines that you mm-hmm. would think are age range in whiskey. This is. This is wow. Do you have yeah. any idea what the mash bill is on these?
1: No, he doesn't disclose it. So That's all right. I've gotten my right. own guesses, but I but I but I do not know. Uh, but this is bourbon? Yeah, this is bourbon. It is definitely a bourbon. But you are right in that it on the nose, the malt is crazy yeah. on that. Like it, it, it really almost could be like an aged high proof malt whiskey.
0: Well, I mean, like,
1: I don't get the corn on it. There's much a at lot all.
0: of great malt, malted, mostly malt, 100% malt, yeah, malted barley yeah. bourbons mm-hmm. that are coming out right now that are absolutely oh. fantastic. Yeah, I agree. And I'm excited to see what happens because mm-hmm. malt is, is traditionally uh, a really expensive grain to, to 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 produce into a into a bourbon. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, yes. and it's gummy. Yes. It's not easy to mm-hmm. work with, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, this is this is really really interesting. This Some is cool such a marks. cool, and that would knowing this now, three has to be either the same or <laughs> a different, a different variation three, three, of three is the ringer. It's going to be a fun okay, one. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. All right, good. Uh,
1: so, and and it is it is definitely unlike anything that. I've ever tried, and I would venture to guess that most anybody uh, listening has ever tried. So when uh, I so, when I went yeah. through
0: my preference, I preferred two, and then mm-hmm. I went to three, mm-hmm. and then to one. So this is mm-hmm. my least preferred, but I mean, come on, this is.
1: Hey, if it, you know that's the beauty of it. It's like if this is the worst that we're drinking today. It's we're, fantastic. We're okay. yeah, seven I, year, one twenty yeah. proof. Yeah. Um and, and Cloud. but it is so different than most of the other St. Cloud products that I've tried. And and I gotta I gotta give Ray props in that like he's bringing out interesting stuff every time he 100%. puts out a bottle. And 100%. and they've got a new release called HyperShift with this like color changing bottle that just Ooh, will see, look yeah, will look dope on yeah, a back bar. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just excited to try it. I I I like that he's not afraid to push the envelope and be different. And I think we're seeing more people being willing in this space uh, to, to just like step out on a limb and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing something different right. and, and it's not for everybody and that's okay. But if you give it a fair shake, you're probably going to be, you know, gonna it, it, it's, it. it's going to be a good conversation piece who, with and, an uh, open with mind, mind. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: and you were, you were paramount in my development in that with this brand in particular. <clears throat> and, and he continues to amaze me.
1: No doubt. Well, when when he comes to town, I'll make sure I'll, I'll let you know when he's going to be at Wonderful. Whiskey Bear because yeah, he's he's a fun dude to hang out with too. Right on. All right. So um, number two, number two uh, is actually the one that I have the least amount of information on. Uh, okay. But but it is uh, you. What did you write down? As far, I said I didn't write the uh, notes
0: on that. ten to twelve year, ninety to hundred proof. Or, I'm excuse me. I changed that to hundred to 100 to one fifteen. 100 to 115, mm-hmm. Heaven Hill Select
1: Stock High Corn. Okay. So it's an undisclosed uh, mash bill. Uh, I I agree that I think it's high corn, um, but this is the. I'm gonna sneeze. So give me one second, you Are you fine? <coughs> Thank you, sir. Of course. Uh, so this is the Corner Creek Ten Year. Get out. And and the reason I brought this one is it is one of the most unique bourbons flavor pro bourbon flavor profiles that I've tried. And I feel like that every time I revisit it, I'm always like, God, this is just so different. It is bourbon, so we know it's going to be at least 51% corn. I think it's a higher corn. I would say 65 to 70 would be my guess, maybe even 75. But I, I, it definitely the the corn comes through. But, but even it has it has a funky note that is unlike any MGP funk I've ever tasted. It's like it's its own. Like it's almost like it's got its own style of funk
0: 100 and and
1: and it and i like it because it's just different i've i've never tasted i've tasted a lot of people blind on this like when they're like hey give me something interesting and this is usually what i reach for and it's not that it's bad i think it's very tasty but every time i try it it's like meeting somebody for the first time again and again and again and i i find that really fun in bourbon because we all reach for our old favorites when we're or our old faithful you know but but it's like getting to shake somebody's hand for the first time again yeah, and again, yeah. it's kind of cool. It's like Groundhog Day, you know, if you trying could take, it all over again.
0: If you could take the sweet tart aspect, put that into cotton candy, <clears throat> and then throw a little rye spice in that bitch, mm-hmm. that's his nose. No doubt. Like the texture of cotton candy, but with like the sweet tart... Top in. Yeah, yeah. I like that. As it's been as it's been oxidizing a little bit in the glass. Man, that's a that's a solid pour that.
1: Just just super unique. It's It's only eighty eight proof. Eighty again. I know, right? (laughs) What? Eighty eight proof with this sweetness and complexity? No. Uh uh, yeah, less than eighty yeah, so it's yeah, it's eighty eight, yeah.
0: Whoa. I should have stuck with the ninety to hundred. I know
1: you were on it. You were (laughs) you said ninety (laughs) first. And I was like, Oh, he's nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Stick what you got, bitch. That's why we take notes is... on the first taste and then don't scratch them out. Just, just know, you know, yeah, that, man. I, I wow. might've been onto something. Yeah. That's really rad. So, and it is age dated 10 years. So, so uh, it's just a fun product. I that think really it's one that, a lot of fun. that you can't find everywhere, but, but it's not too difficult to find here cause it doesn't fly off shelves. And, for people that are really looking for something that is gonna be different than most everything else uh that they're gonna find on the shelf I, I this is one that I put in that category
0: you know what's so funny I'm looking I'm revisiting my notes on the on the finish I say grippy viscous but low proof easy and
1: palatable-hmm uh, you nailed it like, uh, I, I I agree with all those
0: like the the oh man that's a wild
1: one I it's like a carnival bourbon, though. Like it's like it's it's like if if, if bourbons were personalities, it would be a carny. <laughs> you like was... like it might show up with a painted face, yeah. but talk <laughs> about taxes with you.
0: Like, right, 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 right. Man, <laughs> there are a lot of other people in the world that wouldn't know about taxes more than Carnies. <laughs> <You know? laughs> They're probably ten ninety nine all the hell. Those poor guys are trying trying to take as much cash from you as they can. Nah, no, we ain't got no card reading, motherfucker. Yeah. There's an ATM right there. Taxes? I don't even have a social security number. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the guy on the back speaking Yiddish or something? You know?
1: <laughs> Just don't agree to arm wrestle him.
0: <laughs> He's got a string in his arm, <laughs> and he pulls it from his back and gives him more leverage.
1: All right. Okay. So we're going to move on to number three. Um, this is the one I'm, I'm, I was – I there was no question I was going to bring this one. I was the most excited about this. Um, Sweet. So – you uh you guess this as an 8 year uh you put it at 115 proof mm-hmm. and t- tell me again some of the other notes that you wrote on that so one so
0: the nose was peaty earthy brine water like a salted brine not like uh not like a nasty like the negative connotation of a of a brine descriptor mm-hmm. champagne for me and ricey champagne mm. so champagne being <clears throat> being like you wake up with that high proof hangover Mm-hmm. And then you reach for whatever's on the on the nightstand after a wild night, and it's that flat, dry ass mm. champagne that was okay. great yep. the night before, but that kind of that kind of sweetness in in that realm. And then ricey, uh, the palate for me was, was 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 a oily grape seed. Yeah. So grape seed was originally uh, in, in, invented as a lubricant for for manufacturing uh, equipment, uh, and that has a distinct. Kind of, kind of, kind of oily, viscousness mm-hmm. to it that that I would uh, assimilate with this with this pour. So, grapeseed oil, uh, tart, earthy, purple, Kool Aid powder without sugar. So, I'm really mm-hmm. hypersensitive to, to to bitterness in any form, mm-hmm. and this one would be more dumbed down. So, like entering into that that bitter space because mm-hmm. as a kid, man. We we grew up with the Kool Aid packets, all the
1: sugar, yeah. and it's
0: purple and it's beautiful, and you got the guy, oh mm-hmm. yeah, and he's going, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's my friend. Let's mm-hmm. take it straight out of the packet. Wrong, mm-hmm. right. big mistake. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what is this, mm-hmm. oh, mama. And then you reach him for an actual cup of Kool Aid, like on that, like on that trajectory, without the intensity. Mm. So that okay. that bitter purple Kool Aid, like start, and then it's like, uh, it's not quite that right. So um, the finish for me was short and action-packed, grippy and jaw faucet. So yes. that that jaw the faucet jaw really faucet opened for up. Sure, yeah. Um, really, really unique. I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of this. <clears> I said eight-year 100-proof Irish whiskey. All
1: right. So uh, the your your approach and perspectives are really interesting. This is an 80% rye and a 20% malt. <gasps> Uh, what's even cooler is what you're drinking is the probably the closest thing to the whiskey flavor profile that was drank in America uh, at the turn of the 19th century. Wow.
0: Let me guess. This is <clears throat> triple pot stilled?
1: Close. Not quite. Not triple pot stilled. It is a three-chamber rye Three from chamber- Leopold Brothers. That's it. So, That's so, it. So this is... Uh, uh, Todd Leopold is a uh, probably my biggest uh, crush in the whiskey world. If if I had to pick somebody that I just like can't get enough of what they're doing, God, this is
0: so wild.
1: And and uh, and they're out of Denver, Colorado now. But I I've been following them since they were in uh, since they were up based out of Michigan.
0: Didn't he find something in, a, in an old and newspaper so he's or a, something? He's a history geek. And yeah, So yeah, he yeah. like
1: for fun. At the end of the night, we'll just like scroll through old <laughs> library archives. Like, God, man, I love these people. Like, that's just amazing. So, so he came across, and he's found all kinds of really cool information, but he came across a, a few different references to a three chambered still.
0: Three chambered. And, he, and he's still.
1: like, I've never heard of that. What is that? So he, he was like on a mission. I want to say for, few years
0: then don't fucking get on it baby. they did already oh,
1: so 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 this is what's baby. great so he was pouring through old records and and there i'm gonna recount this story to the best of my memory so if i any details are wrong please don't crucify me for we it. we have but, been drinking right. <laughs> yes, um, but he was able to find in in some kind of old archive a hand sketch of what a three chamber still looked like. So he wow. approached Vendome Copper, and said, "Hey guys, we got to make one of these." And so they did. They they worked together for a couple of years or a few years, however long, to dial it in and figure out what it took and why the three chamber was amazing. And actually, if you go to the Leopold Brothers website, they've got a link on it that's uh, like I think it's Leopold Three Chambers or something like that. But 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 you can find it on their website and it tells the whole story. Fascinating story. But but what was so prior to this Todd Leopold had been geeking out on ancient rye grains not ancient so much as like thousands of years ago but like the the rye grains that people were drinking when the 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 most consumed spirit in America was rye, sure. and and so he realized that man they weren't using the same rye that we're using now. They're using this high starch rye now. Well, the the rye back then was totally different.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: so and and he had seen all these um, uh, uh, different you know uh, references to this a bruzy rye. Well, a bruzy rye was nowhere to be found. So he and th- I want to say this is like over a decade ago. This is this has been a while back that he was trying to find this Abruzzi rye. Couldn't find it anywhere. Was able to find like a handful of seeds at a seed bank somewhere in one of the Nordic countries. <laughs> oh like it was God. like Sweden or Finland or something. And they find like seven fucking grains wow. uh, that they use as seed. And it maybe it was 20, I don't know. But like it yeah, was yeah. not a large amount, but there were some some grains that had been That's saved. That's wicked. So he worked with some local farmers in Colorado. and And I want to say it was... Colorado State University I think and they they worked to sprout some of these grains they got them to sprout they seeded them and they grew it to where they were able to plant an entire field with this mm. rye and then with with a local farmer in Colorado and then they then they grew more and more to where he could launch a Leopold rye that was using exclusively this uh well well that and then their their malt so their their mash bill is, Eighty percent of Bruisy Rye for this, and twenty percent Leopold Brothers floor malt because they built their own malting floor oh, when they goodness. built their distillery in Denver. And watching that process, I I was always fascinated with Scotch, but learning about the malting process for barley and how it works—they've got their own kiln and all this. And to my knowledge, there there may well be other people doing it uh, in America, but to my knowledge, they're the only people, at least at that time, that in in the U.S that were malting their own barley wow. for their distillate. And, and, and they're, they're such geeks that like even with their gin, I don't care if you like gin or not. So in, in gin, it's essentially vodka that's flavored with, sure. you, you know, with the different herbs Botanical, or yeah. herb botanicals. Um, and so if you think of like a still... And after it goes through the doubler and all that, and it's going through the pipe, you've got your distillate. That's your final distillate, right? So, the way that they add botanicals to gin is it's called a gin basket. So, you got this basket where you can, you, you, in this inline pipe, you can shut off the sides and you can pull this basket out and that's where you put your botanicals in. Well, pretty much everybody in the industry, they, whether they've got five or 20 botanicals, they just put it all in the basket, shut it, and then they run it through. Well, if your botanicals are juniper, something really hard and maybe pine or something else that that's going to be like harder to break down and then you got rose petals mm. or and if you think about like <clears throat> overcooking something when you're cooking yeah, yeah what yeah. happens yeah. when you break it down too far it gets super bitter right and you get these really crazy mm-hmm. notes well that same thing that's happens why you with ba- gin bacon exactly so prime, yeah. 100% so what they do is they for their gin they put they they dialed in what the perfect peak time that you would introduce each botanical for, so they distill each botanical separately for the certain amount of time to get its key and you know key flavor profile out without it turning bitter or or too tannic.
0: Optimizing and optimizing it,
1: so like yeah. that's the level of like approach that they have, and I just I fucking love it, man. And I I could just like listen to this guy talk about it for hours because he's so passionate. So. When I found out about this three-chambered rye, and I read, I want to say it was like the New York Times or somebody did an article about what they were doing. It could have been a different, uh, but but it was a so pretty you got reputable turned source. This,
0: what in 2022?
1: Uh, no, so the release was 2022. I think I got turned onto it in like 2019 or 2020 because they okay. were they were talking about like, hey, they're they we're. we're bottling this now. We just got this still up and running. Cuz I remember coming and by and you, coming out.
0: and you and you sharing this pour with me.
1: So no, I shared a different Leopold Brothers. That was the Maryland style rye. Okay. That was the first rye they did okay. with the Abruzzi rye. You were talking yes. about this. Yes. One. And so this That's was this was, was coming knows. down the pike, That's but it was still it years knows. away and wow. and then it released. And we can't get it here right now. And I was in Colorado for a conference last week. And so I went to a liquor store. And this is a year after the release. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to find it in a liquor store in the neighborhood I used to live in. I was talking to the guy. I was like, you guys don't have any of the uh, Leopold Three Chambers, you? And he's like, man, I think that's been gone for a while. But he said, but... The owner oftentimes will like stash a bottle or two of some of the really rare stuff downstairs in the basement for like the right person. So he's like, "Let me, let me give him a shout real quick." So he calls him. Five minutes later, the owner comes upstairs from downstairs and was like, "Yeah, man, I was waiting for the right person to ask." (laughs) So I felt really special. I didn't get a price break or anything, but it was, I I was so thrilled to be bringing this back. And uh, so cheers, man. So this is to. Uh, a very similar profile of whiskey as to what was being drank. Uh,
0: 125. That's amazing. It's so much more palatable than a yeah, yeah. traditional rye, especially with the content. Agreed. Nothing. Nothing about this in my notes scream a high rye. Right. Anything. But- and, and but I think and this is all a of your rye notes
1: were spot on oh, for sure a rye whiskey but like everything you said about it being grippy about you know the 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 jaw faucet mm-hmm. I totally agree and the side of my tongues are going nut- just yeah nuts on this absolutely yeah but but super cool and unique and that was I I'm not gonna blow your mind with bourbon. Good Lord man you have got more <laughs> bourbon in your in your room here than I have on the back almost more than I've got on the back part uh, Oh you you're too generous
0: <laughs> <laughs> What a great blind what a great round of blinds This has been uh, this has been a, a, a real treat Daniel thank you for coming in and sharing your your fine whiskies and experiences with me and uh and and the the journey drinking nation and uh man wow what a what a pleasure it has been tonight brother
1: well the pleasure has been on mine and and uh, it's been an honor so thank you so much absolutely. my friend cheers, cheers to, to you. that my man and uh hopefully we get to create a lot of new memories together in the future
0: absolutely freddie johnson style baby freddie Let's johnson do style cheers brother all right salute